Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Supercast Brothers, the Smash Brothers themed podcast where I go crazy and Jono laughs. Also joining us today is Twilix, my brother. I'm Zayn, in case you couldn't figure that part out, because we got names here, but hey, maybe you're listening to the audio version of this. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't leave my house ever. No, but That's at least you have a, a cool backdrop. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got a lot of, you know, fun little pictures and posters. I might have something new in the near future. Don't know. You know, Man hasn't seen the sun in days. I might, I might be buying some. I don't know. We'll see what they got there. I still got to pull it up. Uh, I, I have something secret that I haven't told you about that I have. I've been meaning to oh. pull it up. I just, I'm a lazy bitch, so I haven't done it yet. Yeah. So. Yeah. Relatable. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it, it's gonna be really cool when I do put it up. Probably gonna put it below the Spider-Man poster because there's nowhere Sweet. else they can fit. It's uh-huh, a long yeah. one, and that's all I can really say for oh, now. Oh, nice! You yeah. won't even get to see a good look at it with this camera view, so I don't even know why I'm care to be cryptic about it. But I care to be cryptic about it. The suspense. The suspense. Speaking of the suspense. God damn, Metroid, right? Yeah. Yes. We're coming out in September. Holy cow. Yeah, I mean, I, Wait, I, I, I can't I can't believe we're getting zombie Adam. What the <laughs> fuck? But why he ha- but why like the remember me guys like sharing half of the body? I don't I don't understand what that's all about. I I'm not sure why we had to go into body horror in Metroid. I think we could have left that, you know, out of the script, but I, I guess that's what happens when you put Americans in charge. Well, uh, Anthony Higgs can still use his ice beam on us anytime. Except now it comes out of his pants. Actually, it was a <laughs> plasma <laughs> cannon. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, plasma. I'm glad. I only played other M once, and I remember that. His. Well, yeah, you, oh, most, pe- most people only bad. play Other M once. <laughs> most it's people. Well, I know people on the Metroid Discord that have played it multiple times. And Do they hate themselves? I worry about them. The only other people <laughs> who play it more than once are speedrunners. And I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Why would you <laughs> oh, not yeah. pick a better game? Yeah. A they like they like screen. to give themselves pain. They they like last, whips, last I guess. <laughs> and I'll put it at that. Oh yeah. dear. So yeah, we're talking about a Metroid character today. Can, can you guys guess who it is from the title? No. no. You, if you can't, then you haven't played Metroid Jed yet. What are you doing? Go. Metroid Jed. Yes, Mi- Metroid Jedi. <laughs> It's, it's the new Star Wars crosser. I Metroid believe you Dread. mean Metroid Dread. Yes, as in I'm dreading this conversation. Hi! Well, then why'd so, you yeah. pick it? I don't know. <laughs> I also hate myself, as it turns out. <laughs> That's very true, yes. I do but, this. But yeah, just like any other uh, time we're doing a Smashtopia episode or talking about any character, really. Spoilers abound, uh, we don't really keep things too quiet here because, hey, we figure if you click on the video that says Ravenbeak and you haven't played the new Metroid Dread game and you still listen to us, then you probably don't care about spoilers and if you do, you should have stopped watching. 
Yeah, you shouldn't have even clicked. Yes. I mean, if they don't know who Raven because it's fair they could click and be like, ooh, what's this? And they're just like, oh, it's that game that I haven't gotten to play yet, but mm. I want to. I should leave. Well, I get to it. Their point, they they should have never clicked to begin with, regardless of whatever this episode was. But that's true. Don't watch our stuff. That's terrible. Instead, go watch me on Twitch. I'm an affiliate now. Give me money. I don't get money from this show. What was it? Adel's stream. I don't get money from it either. What about Adel's? Yeah, isn't that your the channel? Why would my channel be Adel's screams? I don't know. I don't even remember what her channel name was. Let's go find. Her channel quick. is RoboAza. Uh, oh yeah, RoboAza. Yeah, that's what they go by these days. Yeah, go follow them on on Twitch. Yeah, if you like VTubing stuff, uh, RoboAza does that. I don't. Mm -hmm. um, I don't. I don't really. Yeah. No reason. I just don't. Yeah. I don't have the stuff for yeah, it. Go... That, that'll be my reason. Yeah. Go follow Zantuck on Twitch. Don't follow me on Twitch. I'm not on Twitch. You have an account, you just don't stream. Yes. That, that's that's called being on Twitch. You just don't stream. Well, that's what I'm I meant on by Facebook, not being on Twitch. I don't Twitch. post anything. Yeah, same. <laughs> All right. So, as we do with these Smashtopia episodes, we'd like to go ahead and do our little showcases first. To uh, mm -hmm. just talk about some things that we posted off podcast on the wiki. Funnily enough, I noticed uh, the other day that this is our first... Smashtopia episode with a guest since we started doing those. We yeah. normally have a couple other guests on Smashtopias uh, for the uh, the first seasons we did, but we're over halfway through the season. It's our first guest for Smashtopia. What the hell? Wow. Should I feel honored or? You shouldn't feel anything. Oh. The celebration isn't. This story, isn't about yes. you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it, got, it is a little bit. A little bit, maybe. Felix here is a Metroid fan, as you couldn't tell ah, by the way he, he uh, corrected us on Anthony Higgs. Well, you know what, Felix? If you're such a fan and of the Telly, have you played Metroid, Metroid Eclipse? What's Metroid Eclipse? Mm. Must not be a true fan. Anyways, hey, Jono, why don't you go ahead and kick off our showcase by talking about uh, one of the things you wanted to talk about today? Oh, I guess you really want me to. I like would love for wanted, you to do it. A wanted if you could just like, uh, make a post about it, even. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like a wanted poster from, from the Old West. And uh, Wild Gunman, perhaps, on the Nintendo Entertainment System, is an item that I came up with a couple of months ago. And uh, it's posted on the Smash W Wiki as part of my uh, admittedly ludicrous idea to submit 365 submissions representing every day of the year this year on the website uh which i'm currently behind on but we'll get there <laughs> you know sometimes real life happens uh, real yeah exactly i'm still still catching up with myself I, i'm uh, still month. waiting for what to find out but, what her april fool's day joke is because i posted mine coming. mine was charade from soul caliber and it was beautiful mm -hmm. yeah uh kelly jellies was a mogus so that was, there's that yeah uh, I think they fool's joke. Yeah, it's called you continue to exist. I, I told people I'm selling NFTs. Oh god. <laughs> do they do they have Lister's face? I pinged everyone. It's it's a slightly oh different god. face each time. Like sometimes it's a filter, sometimes I'm doing a different look. You know, it's a it's a thing. It was a very collaborative project. 
I got several people with gu- di- very gut emojis right after that. <laughs> and it was great. I think I sent you one too when you told me about it privately. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um yeah, so so the wanted poster, it's uh it looks as it does in the old west, uh you know, sepia toned print paper just appears. Um stapled to a signpost pretty much and it's not like something you can grab it just appears on a a signpost um and gradually fills in with the face of the most wanted fighter on the stage uh at this point um when when that uh image is is fully filled out on on the paper there is a kind of gunshot kind of noise from the nes sapper era and it shoots at the fighter that was the most wanted and, and dishes out some considerable damage and, and knockback. Uh, pretty much the only way to dodge, dodge this is to dodge it. You can't get rid of the signpost. The end. <laughs> uh, I, it's just an offbeat little thing. Well, when you initially sent this one to me, I was very confused. Mm-hmm. Very confused. I was just like, are you sure this isn't enough? This is an item. But I was just like, you don't do anything to it. Mm-hmm. It just seems more like a universal stage hazard that you can't turn off unless you go into the item settings. Right, right. And even then, I mean, coming back into it, I was like, do I want to choose this because it's going to be a little confusing to even enunciate now? But here we are, and I think it's probably the best way to do it. So I'm just kind of leaving it be. Uh, there, because if you grab the wanted poster, I'm not sure how that would work. <laughs> I mean, the, the workshop. Probably what I would have done if I was making is I would have been like, okay, I want to post a wanted page just appears on the stage, you know, like any other item does. You pick it up and then you throw it, and it kind of just like falls through the skate area a little bit. When it lands, then it erects a sign with the wanted poster on it, and it starts filling in the face of one of your opponents. It just can't be your face. That's how I would have gone about yeah. it. So like the the same thing, but 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 that precursor kind of yeah okay yeah that's like you can idea. you can ignore it, but then whoever gets to it first can make sure that it ain't gonna be them. Hmm. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. So what's yours? So my first one, we're gonna talk about a stage here. Uh, it's a stage that uh, Twix here knows a good bit about. It's the test chamber from Portal, both Portal One and Portal Two. No real uh, it's. It's more supposed to be like a, a homogenization of like all the test chambers are in Portal. Uh, this is actually the second Portal stage that is on the wiki. The first one was designed by Killer Jelly, which was Glottis's chamber. So the, the uh, stage, the wow, my words here are getting all fucked up. The test chamber has a very basic layout. It kind of just looks like a very flat face if you really want to think about it. There's a long, uh, thick platform, kind of like. Kind of a Final Destination-like platform, just very long and kind of boring looking. But then there's two uh, soft platforms that are up above it, you know, just a little bit too off to the left and right, making a very bored-looking face. But uh, while this is how the layout is just like normally, as the fight goes on, we have a few hazards that are going to be happening. The first of all is just called platform realignment. So this will kind of reflect the different types of test chambers, how they can all look differently. And the fact that GLaDOS can even rearrange things as it suits or just build new test chambers on the fly, which you see more in Portal 2 than in Portal 1. So as the match goes on, platforms can appear, they can disappear. 
they can move. Sometimes you'll get a new platform. You kind of like just moves up and down and left and right. And sometimes a platform that used to be just stationary will suddenly start to move. Maybe it'll even start rotating. Who knows? Uh, they could even be platforms in different shapes. Some of them are going to be solid platforms, but you could have some hard ones that you can just pass through. You could have a triangle-shaped platform. You can have a, a, a cube. There's a bunch of different variety of things in there. Uh, not even the main platform is entirely safe either. Like you may think, oh, that's going to be a constant, right? Yeah, not with GLaDOS in control. Parts of it can just vanish. You will never see the whole thing vanish, but it could be like some part of the side comes off. You could see a chunk in the middle come away. A uh, variety of different things like that. Uh, the second hazard that we have here is called the portal gun itself. This was a necessity. I had to have this here. So the portal gun is a background element. The player cannot interact with it, but it will start out in the middle of the screen. But the portal gun, as it can do, as it does in portal, can just move around. It can start moving. I'm losing my words there. But it'll mm. point that different places and it'll shoot a portal, either blue or orange, and it will always alternate between blue and orange. Once the, when the first when the first portal's been set, nothing really happens. It's still considered part of the regular platforms. But once the second portal has been shot, all of a sudden they are now connected, much like in Portal. So something goes through one portal, it'll come out the other one, which can cause all kinds of wacky fun when there's different platforms that are coming and going, different shapes moving. You might have interests of some uh, momentum, right, Twilix? All of a sudden, you're you're falling down into a portal, and you're being shot out of another one into the blast zones. And you're like, I, I've Shit. got this, I've got this image in my head of a bomb walking through a portal. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that can absolutely happen. You could have a bomb walking through a portal, and now it's gonna be that, somewhere else. It may be falling be off into nowhere. Who knows? It's there's a lot of variety in here. Uh, the portal gun can also move, so it'll so while it starts out in the middle of the screen. It can travel around to a different point in the background. That way it can, like, maybe not be in the top left. And it can have new angles where it can shoot its portal at. That way it's not just going to be a completely stationary thing. And you can have more odds of predicting where portals will go. Uh, music is pretty much just being pulled from Portal 1 Portal 2. There's more Portal 2 music than Portal 1 because Portal 1 does not have a lot of music that really fits for Smash. And I could look up remixes, but I, I tend to avoid that just when I'm making stages. But, uh... I, I thought it'd be a fun stage. It's a good companion cube to Kelly's uh, GLaDOS's <laughs> chamber. But even when they posted that one, I was just like, oh, sweet. My 84 portal stage is still valid and hasn't been taken yet. Hell yeah, test chamber. Let's go. Very nice. It's very also considered, nice. uh, last note, it's, uh, as far as the size is concerned, I have it labeled as a very large stage. So there's a lot of room for a lot of crazy platform shit to have going on. Right. Lots of room to play and have bottoms off their portals. Mm -hmm. Maybe even Anthony Higgs one day. What do you remember guy. him? I do. Who? And I even remember his plasma cannon. Where <laughs> <laughs> does his plasma <laughs> cannon shoot? A, a strong bluish green ray of plasma. So it looks the that's correct. what they said anyway. Yeah. Uh Okay, I have to admit, I do not remember. <laughs> yes, I read it on this Metroid wiki like two minutes ago, so it must be true. <laughs> nice. Nice. You read it on the internet, therefore it must be true. That's what Abraham Lincoln said. Most things most things happen. Yep. Hell, that's what my gnome said. 
Um, speaking of gnomes, my next feature is Big Boo's Hunt. Not sure that's what it was. A stage gnomes, from okay. Super Mario 64. That's right. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like Nintendo's little testing ground for, for a horror-style stage in, in an E for Everyone game with Super Mario 64 predating... Luigi's Mansion. I mean, it's like absolutely inspiration for Luigi's Mansion, one hundred percent. Yeah, the 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 mansion in, that represents Big Boo's Hunt looks so much like a prototype Luigi's Mansion. To mm-hmm. do, looking back on it, uh, this was one that you, uh, Lister, recommended that I do as part of your ongoing request series for for my Smashtopia project. So this was one I was happy to to do it. It it was a fun idea because when i mean you think of super mario 64 there's there's a lot of different uh courses that almost you can pull from every single course could be made yeah. into a good stage i have made a few i think big boost is the first one from 64 you've made and it's one of the ones mm-hmm. like other ones i hadn't made yet that i was most looking forward to having seen be made so absolutely absolutely um yeah and it's and i think it out of a game full of iconic courses it's among the most iconic of those courses yeah um, so it's, it was a lot of fun to to workshop because there's different elements that you could pull in. You can make it a mansion-style stage like Luigi's Mansion is laid out in Smash Brothers uh, easily, probably quadrant with the library, the carousel, and a few other um, areas. But um, what I had done is just taken the most memorable area in the map, which is the carousel, um, which, looking back, I mean, my childhood memories of, of Big Boo's Haunt's Carousel are so different from how it actually is. Was it more terrifying like back then? Circus. Yeah. Uh, no, as I was imagining like a, a circus carousel. You actually walk in there, oh, it's, just, yeah. it's just this interior, yeah. rolling, brown mass it's that Boo's populated in. Yeah, so it's it's a little less intuitive. Um <laughs> But we, we made something of it. So what I did was I made the library. It, it, there's room for, for interpretation here. Um, made the library kind of the background on the stage. Have uh, books flying in from the background and, and the boo portraits from the carousel in the back as well. Uh, and the Mad Piano makes an appearance as well um, from, from the back. Piano. Our good old pal. Yeah. Uh, so, so the general idea is... Um, you're fighting on the carousel. The carousel moves one way or the other, uh, dependent on on a few factors here. Uh, and there's also there, there's three platforms that are that are above that you can fight on, and they they can move up, down, left, or right, uh, dependent on kind of like the the uh, ways the the boos on the stage are are moving them around. Um, and Big Boo himself appears. Um, you know, if, if all the Boo portraits in the background line up, Big Boo appears, uh, rams into you, doesn't cause too much knockback, but it causes some serious status effects and racked up, uh, damage racking up. So, um, and you can defeat Big Boo like you can in the game. You, you, you basically beat on him enough from, from his tail end and, and like, uh, like Ridley and, and, um, Smash Brothers 4 or any number of stage bosses in Ultimate. You gain a uh, extra KO stock by by defeating him. So uh, fun stage, and then there's a number of remixes from Super Mario 64 and Super Mario World and Luigi's Mansion, basically taken from the ghost houses and the big and the and, and the Boo themed uh, original soundtrack uh, listings. So it's a very uh, atmospheric stage and a lot of fun. So 
that was a good one to do. Yeah, I, I was pretty interested yeah. to see what you would do with it. Uh, I had actually mm -hmm. expected the Mad Piano to make an appearance in what it did, and I was a little bit surprised, but also kind of glad because fuck that thing. Oh, appearance. It what? Yeah, it makes an appearance. But but not on the stage as a hazard though. Uh no, it does. It'll come yeah. into the foreground. Yeah. That. <laughs> okay. Either which way. Okay. <laughs> wow. Whatever then. <laughs> With a thousand forty-five pages on Smash Tobia, it's kind of easy to get tripped up. Yeah. 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 There's a lot. Uh, there's been a couple times where I started working on something and I realized, wait, fuck. You already get it. I did this. And then I go back and it's like, it's the exact same idea. Wow. <laughs> okay. Like, well, well, that was some time wasted. Shit. If, it was, if I did it differently, I could have at least slapped a new face on it. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's usually just for like yeah, smaller stuff, like yeah. spirit. Like there's been there's a spirit battle that I did that too. I was like, ah, shit. Yeah, or me with your banana juice. Yeah, banana there's been a couple times where just like we, we talk about making things. Just like, oh, I think I'm gonna do this. And it's like that's already on the wiki, sir. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can make a new yeah. version of it if you want to. Don't know why. No, there's still a still a world of possibility out there. Cover. So why retread our tracks? Why retread our tracks? Metal Slug? Sonya the Third? No, it's Sly Cooper. What does that have to do with tanks? Nothing. But he's the character I'm going to talk no. about. So okay. I made I made a move for Sly Cooper back in 2018. So this is an older one for me. This is. One of the first ones that I put out on the wiki. Uh, but he's a character that myself and Trillix both enjoy a lot. We love the Slay Cooper games. They're a lot of fun. I keep trying to get him to record them for our uh, Let's Play channel. But, you you know, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Motivation is a fun little word. It's also evil. but uh, Also I mean, a little sidetrack. You, you mentioned how Slay Cooper... And tanks don't have anything to come in, right? Correct. Wrong, sir! Sly Cooper's not a tank! He's a raccoon! In Sly Cooper 2, there is a level with tanks that you can crawl underneath. Listen, this is not World of Tanks. We do not have a sponsorship deal with them. Okay? So Sly Cooper has nothing to do with tanks. You know who does have something to do with tanks, though? Bill Overbeck. Who? Left for Dead. <laughs> oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Fucking God. Okay, anyway. I didn't like know that's his last name. The Pillsbury Doughboy. Or is that only Canadian? That's only Canadian. That's only Canada, according to Okay, Harry. okay, okay, okay. So, first of the top of the all, here was like Cooper. I gave him the home stage of the Cooper Vault, which is located in, in the third Sly Cooper game. I have not made it into a stage yet, even after all these years, because I don't fully know what I would do with it. It was just what made the most sense to me for a stage, and I didn't want to just call a stage France. 
<laughs> Maybe someday, Twilix, you can help me out and figure out what the Cooper Vault will look like. But uh, for now, we're just going to talk about Sly here. So for his interesting animation, I made it so that, you know, there's just like a cloud of smoke from like a smoke grenade type of deal that's on the stage. And it just kind of quickly disperses before it reveals that Sly Cooper was hiding behind it all along. Uh, his Kirby hat is very simple. It's Sly Cooper's uh, trademark hat. Up taunt. Sly Cooper is going to scramble to the top of his cane and then pull out his, bin his binoculum, which is really just a fancy binoculars. And he's going to stay perched on it for a quick second, watching the fight from afar. Down taunt, he's going to lean against his cage while looking around, uh, amused, and he'll smirk saying, Thief, I haven't stolen anything. Yet. <laughs> then for his down or his side taunt, rather, Sly's going to smirk around as he points his cane slightly ahead and says, Better check your pockets, pal. And then with a wink. As for his victory poses, uh, a couple fun ones here. There's going to be a cardboard cutout of Sly waving to the camera as Sly just casually walks up to it from off screen leans against it, and then just smirks at the camera. Uh, for the second victory pose I have, that Sly Cooper is going to drop off a calling card from above, which is just going to have an image of his mask, before he runs off and says, looks like I just stole the win. And then for his last victory pose, Sly will be standing confidently as, his, as he spins his cane from above, and then, er, sometimes you look at things just like, why the hell did I write this weird? Sly's going to stand confidently as he as his cane spins down from above, and then he'll catch it seamlessly. Sly will then follow up with a twirl and pose, saying, like stealing candy from a baby, which some of these characters are. That last part's not part of the quote. It ends at their baby. Just to clarify. As for his attacks, though, his senior special is pretty interesting. It's called Pickpocket. This is one of the main things that Sly will do, uh, mainly in the second and third game, where you can approach guards from behind and uh, literally pick their pockets with your cane to get some money and treasures to sell. So Sly is going to reach forward Sly with his cane. If there's an item on the stage in the, in the cane's path, he's going to just latch onto with the cane and he's going to bring it back to him, giving him a little bit of range for picking up items, which, you know, for most characters, they just have to be right on top of the item to grab. But Sly, you don't have to do that. That said, it doesn't work on every item. Uh, things like the Smash Ball and Fake Smash Ball, it's not going to work on. The Sandbag. Uh, th these more powerful items, Dragoon Pieces. Um, what's the canon one called from Kid Icarus? Daybreak. Uh, it's not going to work on the Daybreak Pieces either. Uh, that said, it also cannot. It can also steal items that opponents are holding. So if somebody is holding onto the, uh, the Screw Attack Badge... Or a beam sword. He can just steal it away from them while they're holding onto it. But it won't be able to steal things that grant instant buff effects to opponents, like a super mushroom or super spicy curry. If you're already breathing fire, you kind of can't steal a curry out of your stomach. I just, that's not how physics work, dude. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Is there anything else I had? Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. Oh, yeah. Um, you can even do this at items that have been thrown at you. So if somebody's trying to throw a, a beam sword or a ball bomb at you, Use this move, all of a sudden, now you're holding the bottom, and you can throw it back. Of course, I like characters can do that with bottoms anyways. Any character can do that. They grab it with the right timing. But this cane move will let you do that a little bit sooner, and you can even do it with other things that aren't just, uh, like, strictly throwable items. Uh, right. That said, unlike uh, Villager's Pocket, you can't take things like Toon Link's Arrows. Things that are, like, Part of a character's actual moveset. That won't work. You can't steal those. Uh, you can't steal, like, Mario's fireballs either. Uh, or anything that just really just comes like from Like spawns. 
Exactly, Link's Bombs. Uh, for his side special, I have Knockout Dive. So Sly Cooper will take a running dive to the side with his cane spinning out in front of him. Uh, this move will, of course, damage enemies and knock them away. There's, there's a little bit of similarity there with how uh, Pit's side special and Brawl used to work, where he's spinning his blades really fast um, and moving forward. But this one, like, he's actually doing like, a diving attack with the canes moving ahead. Uh, if you're in the air while you're, and then you use this move, instead of trying to use it again... Wait. Oh, no, I see what I'm writing here. Uh, if you've used this move... And you're in the air, so that, so you're already you were in the air. Use this move once, and you're trying to use it again. Instead of performing knockout dive a second time, instead Sly's going to pull his paraglider, and he's just going to start gliding forwards. Uh, the distance that Sly leaps after with the initial attack, and the distance he can travel with the paraglider, make this one of the best horizontal move recovery moves in the game. You can get a hell of a good distance. Reverse temple jumps, anyone? Sly's going to be good at those. For his up special, we have Ninja Spire Jump. So this move is going to do no damage or knockback of any kind. That's not what it's for. Uh, but it is great as a recovery move. You can even uh, angle a little bit with the control sticks as Sly just jumps straight up into the air um, using his Ninja Spire technique. He's trying to land on top of something as deftly and stealthily as he possibly can. Damage is not the idea here. For our down special... The Sly Cooper games let you get a lot. The, the other things I've mentioned so far, the knockout dive and the ninja spire jump, these are techniques that Sly can learn that his uh, family has come up with over their, their many, many years of being a thieving family in the book called The Thievius Raccoonus. But here we have something that's a gadget that you get, and I think it's Sly Cooper too, because you know, you have, you have your tech friend, he makes some inventions. So our down special is the alarm clock. Sly Cooper's going to take out a small alarm clock, and he's just going to throw it for the short distance. If it hits somebody only on impact, it's going to immediately break and do extremely minor electric damage. However, if the alarm clock instead lands harmlessly on a platform, it will let out a very annoying ringing sound. Uh, the stream will instantly wake up any character that is next to it who might have been asleep. So, you know, you might think, oh, we just helped somebody else sleeping. Why would I want to do that? Well, it may help them with that, but... If anyone stays next to the alarm clock for too long, they will become stunned because you know it's just that damaging to their eardrums and they have to like just hold their hands over their ears to try and get rid of the sound. That's going to leave them vulnerable to being attacked. After a short time, the alarm clock will explode regardless, where it will still again do that minor electrical damage, but it can still hurt anybody that was right there because hey, you know, might as well have something with that. Um, so, you know, it's pretty much just like a, a, a stunning move, but at range kind of sort of. So don't get near the alarm clocks. Don't let them put you in a corner. Our final smash is Silent Obliteration. A dark smoky oh. energy. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. A dark smoky energy is going to manifest itself around Sly Cooper's cane as he just darts forward in a straight line. Whether that means he's on the ground or in the air doesn't matter. If Sly encounters an opposing player as he runs forward, he's now going to start spinning around them as this dark cyclone of energy wraps around them and Sly is repeatedly hitting them with his cane again and again just like essentially drain the stamina out of their body that said this final smash is one of the very weaker ones in terms of damage only dealing probably somewhere around like a 20 to 30 percent range so it's not that strong in that way but this is one of those that is capable of instantly killing an opponent if they have 100 percent damage or more at the end of the attack 
Most Final Smashers that can do that are all cinematics. So that's why I made this one, even though it can do this, do be weaker in terms of damage. At least I'm pretty sure that's weak in terms of damage. I don't remember offhand the damage of every Final Smash in the game. Sue me. Uh, even if they aren't instantly KO, though, they'll still be knocked away once the attack is finished. So, you know, standard stuff there. Uh, our extra skill is another one of the gadgets that Sly can get throughout the games called Hat Mine. So Sly's going to take off his hat and he's just going to throw it a short distance and it'll just kind of land on the ground in front of him and then it's going to start the beat with a little red light. And that's not very good. Things, with, things that beat with red lights tend to be bad. I mean, I did call this a hat mine after all. So, when this hat mine is on the ground, it just kind of stays there until you press the extra skill input again, at which point Sly is going to tap his cane to the ground and the hat's going to explode. Don't be near the hat when it explodes. You can explode it pretty much immediately after you set it out. There's no real... Uh, you don't have to, there's no real waiting time. You can have to just like toss it off the, off the edge of a platform and it'll just start slowly drifting down. You can explode it just whenever you want. So if somebody's trying to recover, this is a great anti-recovery move when they're trying to recover up to the stage. It's really fuck up their day like that. Yeah. Uh, and what, when Sly does this, he's literally taking off his hat. So until the hat mine is destroyed, he will not be wearing a hat, uh, for the next part of the match, which could look pretty funky depending on what, uh, especially depending on whatever alternate costume you're wearing, because each alternate costume I gave Sly is one of the different disguises that he wears in the games. From the, the disguise he wears in Venice, where he's trying to get into an opera house, his combat pilot disguise, photographer, pirate, jailbird, Sabertooth? Yeah, it happened. Uh, he had an archer disguise, an Arabian disguise, and even a tuxedo suit from uh, the very beginning of Sly 4, which is really lots of a disguise, but, you know, it's still Sly in a tuxedo. That one doesn't really have him wearing a special hat, so he just wears his hat for that one. But all the other ones, he has, like, something unique on his head. Well, maybe not the Venice disguise, but the Venice disguise, he's wearing an opera mask, so he just... Yes, he wouldn't be wearing the opera mask. Uh, as far as unique traits are concerned, I gave him the ability to crawl across the stage as well as wall jumping and wall clinging. And then I even invented something new called wall climbing, which would allow Sly to jump up slightly along the wall's side, possibly getting him up into a platform, depending on where he's at. So he's wall clings to the side, and he's just like... I can jump up from here. He's just able to get up there without having to pull back off of it. It makes sense for him. He's a thief. He climbs around as you do. Yeah, and he's a and hedgehog too. He is not a hedgehog. He is not a hedgehog. He is a raccoon, sir. He is a raccoon. <laughs> that didn't make a movie about him? There was supposed to be. Oh, okay. And it got canceled. Okay. Moment of silence. Yeah, I'm I'm really I'm disappointed, honestly. Sly could have had really good stuff. Why is it why do I have I... emails saying Sly Cooper has been edited? Jono, what the hell did you do? Thing. Um cool character. What the fuck did you do? <laughs> I'm assuming you immediately edited it back. Yeah, huh? Yeah, that's what I thought. You did you removed something and then you immediately added it back. What the fuck did you do? The idea of having Sly Cooper be you changed his like Santa special to say Sly Cooper eats pizza, and you misspelled pizza. How bad did you misspell it? P i z a a. Why? John, we're not friends anymore. We never were. Boy. 
All right. Well, that's been the uh, vandalism part of the show. You took my amazing work and you decided to make it be stupid. I'm innocent of this. Well, I guess we should now go to the part of the show where we take somebody else's innocent work and we make it utterly stupid. So we make a move set for the antagonist of Metroid Dread, the one, oh boy, the only Ravenbeak. Whoa, who's that? Well, why don't you tell us, Felix? As our resident well, Metroid fanatic, who's Ravenbeak? Well, with the spotlight on me for now, Ravenbeak is, as said, the antagonist of Metroid Dread. You find him pretty early on in the first cutscene as Samus descends down an elevator to a planet supposedly infested with X-Parasites. If you don't know what X-Parasites are, play Metroid Fusion, you'll get the idea. And, uh... He is a Chozo, a member of the same race that raised Samus from being a kid. Except he's kind of a dick. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. So his whole goal is, by the end of Metroid Fusion, there are no Metroids left in the galaxy. He's kind of mad about that, because he wanted to breed an army of them. So like a terrible idea. His plan is, okay, so, the only thing in this entire galaxy with Metroid DNA is Ceres. I got a plan. I'm gonna lure her here. I'm going to knock her unconscious or something. And then I'm gonna take that Metroid DNA and make clones. I love how you're like, I've got a plan. I'm gonna knock her unconscious or something. It's like, great plan. Amazing work. You are just a pure literary genius, sir. No wonder you have such a high position in your your uh, your your species or what's left of it. So that's the gist of his plan. Is just take was his Metroid DNA and just make new Metroids. Because that's a wonderful idea that no one else has tried before. Right? To be fair, right? to be fair, no one else has tried it before. Nobody's trying to take the Metroid DNA out of Samus. And that's a bad idea. It's a terrible idea. The first Metroid he creates is going to kill him. Well, that's not strictly speakingly true, because there's something about Chozo's DNA and being able to control Metroids or calm them or something. Uh, that's know. actually specific to a certain tribe of Chozo, the which Toha, is, I think. Which is not what Raymond because he's a mocking. Correct. And he'd be mocking his species ethics. Hey! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, good God. old Ravenbeak. Good old Ravenbeak. What a guy. So, a guy. when Metroid Dread released, John and I were basically just both like, okay, so this Ravenbeak guy, we gotta make a moveset for him, right? Yeah, yeah, we we gotta fucking do this. Because uh -huh. it's like, uh -huh. finally, Metroid has a new character that we can make into a character. We haven't gotten to do this since... Ever. Really. It's like, people say, like, oh, but what about Silex? He's going to be in Metroid Prime 4. We don't know okay. enough about Silex. Show me Metroid Prime 4. 
Show me Silex in Metro Prime mm-hmm. 4. Oh, the game's not out yet? It got, it got delayed a lot? Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. We've seen Silex is not ship. on the table yet. We've seen his signature weapon, and we've seen his, his uh, equivalent to Work Ball. That is it so far. Yeah, so we have literally two things that we can pull from to make the character unless we want to invent everything about him. Like, ooh, yay, yeah. Silex and any of the prime, any of the other hunters just do not excite us. Maybe, maybe something like, like the only hunter I can think of that would actually, we could build off of is Rundus. Anybody else? I don't see it. Now, yeah, these are Prime 3. And dead! That said, some Raven Beak. Spoilers! You, uh, we we yeah. warned you in the beginning. We warned you. Yeah, Silas um, kills him. Yeah. So, like, I'm open really? to the of Silex, but we gotta see more with the character. He's gotta appear in Prime 4 or something before I'm gonna take him seriously. There's just Correct. nothing there to build off of. But, uh, so we wanted to do Ravenbeak. We thought he'd be a really cool one to do. And originally, he was going to be part of next season. Uh, but we decided to, really about a month ago, I think it was, we were just like, you know what? Screw it. Let's do Ravenbeak now. And we just moved the character that we had planned for this, uh, for this season into the next season. Sometimes things happen like that. We'd like to try and plan a year, a season ahead. But we give ourselves room to mess with things a little, if needed. Absolutely. So, now that we've gone through all of that, we've had our intro, we've had our showcase, we've had our character intro. Let's enter with the entrance animation. Jonna, what do you got? Oh, it's me. I it am is. that person. Yes. Uh, Raven Ravenbeak. Um, speaking to that position where where you fight this character and proceed to kill him. Uh, Ravenbeak is seen sitting on throne in that opening animation. So Ravenbeak is seen sitting on his throne here. And just like in the battle, he leaps onto the stage and the throne, you know, kind of just vanishes. Poofs into non-existence. Yep. Okay. Uh, For me, I decided to kind of like, there's a couple places where I decided to like try and mimic Samus in a way. And one of those is with this interest animation where with Samus's, she's, walking out of like little little save point place whatever you want to call that little little save thing but for ravenbeak i have him walking out of an emmy zone door that black and white odd looking movable cube like door i don't really know how to describe how it looks but you know what door i'm talking about so there'll be one of those doors will be just on the stage and ravenbeak's just going to walk out through as the door just closes down from above right what do you have so Phase two of his boss fight. He sprouts wings. And I, my idea was he'd just fly in on those and just retract, retract them into his armor where they came from. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We have three <laughs> very different entrance animations here. Yeah, we do. We got to pick yeah, one. Yeah, Oh, buddy. I will give Jono credit. I I actually thought of your idea as well with him getting getting up from the throne, but I said, "How about wings, though?" I had also had yeah. the throne, but I thought, "How about mimicking Samus, though?" <laughs> I think oh, the throne is also a pretty common idea for a Ravenbeak. 
Oh yeah, it, it, because it's the canon answer. I mean, pretty. Yeah, it's how it's how that yeah. boss fight starts out, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Felix, how do you feel about Xantox entrance animation? Just where he walks through an Emmy door. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see it being a thing. I mean, it's not like they're in the exclusive because it, Samus goes through them. Oh, yeah. Right. And then there's Twilix's with, with flying in on stage. I mean, yes. Yeah. The uh, character has wings and he's taking advantage of them. I thought, uh, I thought you were going to go with saying that he starts out on the stage and he just rips his wings off. That's where I thought you were going to go with that. No. I, they, they, we, like they sprout out of his armor, so it, there's reason to believe he they can just retract them as well. Sure, he only just rips that uh, one wing off just to look, just to prove a point. Because the other one got blasted off. Other one. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to be like Sephiroth. Give Sephiroth the one up. It's like fuck you, bitch! Yeah. I don't even need one wing. <laughs> Call you just the one-winged angel, more like the one-winged trash. There you go. Oh, one-winged mama's boy. Hey, that's technically true. Yes. Uh. <laughs> so with um, these, um, with these yeah. interesting animations, I don't mind throwing mine out. I like, I, I like the idea of it, just walking out of the enemy door and being a parallel samuses. But I don't mind throwing it out in favor of either of yours. Sure. I was going to say the same about mine, but then Twilix didn't say the same thing about his, so I'm not going to say that about mine yet. Well, I don't um, think Twilix said he would throw his out. I did not, know. Yeah, I don't know no, where you got no. that from. Yeah, we I like the idea of him flying in. <laughs> Me too. Well, um, if we all like it, why don't we just go with it? Yeah. I don't know. Alright. Okay, I think... We're... I don't know why there was so much weird indecision there, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, so next up, let's talk Kirby Hat. So I imagine we probably all, we typically come across the same thing here. Uh, for mine, I've got him having, the like, the mask for Ravenbeak's mask. It's actually going to be, like, on his face, kind of like how he'll have Meta Knight's mask on his face. But in addition to that, the little helmet that Ravenbeak wears is also going to be on top of Kirby's head. So he's got, like, the whole Ravenbeak mask and helmet thing going on. I had literally the same thing, so. Yeah. It, it's kind of hard to screw up a Kirby hat. Oh, boy, you say that, but it's happened. I say it's hard, that's impossible. It's not hard for Jono. Oh. say to Kirby when Kirby took his abilities? Do you think Kirby has, like, a little bit of peach fuzz over his body, or is he just, like, just pure skin? What? I don't know. He's just, a, just I was like just going to say a, stop a skin ball. Me, but I, I do saw this not question like that. This question, I saw this come up in a Discord that I'm in earlier today. I'm just like, oh dear God. What the fuck? I don't know. I don't that know. Is, if, that if is if as Kirby cursed was a little as the Kirby with a realistic feet picture. <laughs> like, God. I'd like to why? take him out for a tan. Yeah, mm. some bromeopathy. I don't know, I think it's going to get all leathery. Anyways, we've done that part, so let's go ahead and talk taunts next. 
So I'll go ahead okay. and start with these this time around. Uh, my first taunt is going to have Ravenbeak will spread out his arms wide as if gesturing both towards his army, but also towards his foes saying, come at me. He doesn't actually say it, it's just like, you know, the whole imagery of spreading his arms like, come on. What about you, Donna? Well, I guess I'll start with that one because I, I had the same one of the, like, pretty much nearly the same thing. I mean, it's pulled from more of the pieces of artwork where he addresses his army. Yeah. So. Yeah, precisely. So he's Ravenbeak lifts both arms into the air and I've started then speaking something menacing and, you know, it's in his native tongue, so hell if I know what it is. All right. That's that. Twilix, what's your first taunt? Well, there is this thing he does in the first phase of his fight where he just sort of stands there and just kind of waves you over, just waits for you. Mm. Mm -hmm. And you, you can rush up to him and try to counter him, and it'll, it'll counter right back. If you don't do anything, he'll just stand there. Okay. That'd work. So he basically do that. The whole, like, come on gesture that I think kind of yeah. Falcon does? and just stand there with arms crossed. Alright. For my second one, this one's a little weird. Uh, I'm going a little bit Shakespeare here with this. So, John, do you know Hamlet? Yeah. I don't no. know Hamlet. Do, no. do you know Do you know the scene that where it's like, you hold the skull and you say to be or not to be? You know that scene? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so imagine Ravenbeak doing that with the dismantled head of an Emmy. <laughs> so he, so he, so instead of a skull, so bear with me here, instead of a skull, we've got the, the dismantled head of an Emmy, he doesn't say anything. Like, there's no, like, Shakespearean line or anything like that. It, it's just, he holds it here and he just looks at it. Kind, kind of being like uh, a whole little bit of, you see what happens if you fuck with me? This is what happens if you fuck with me. I rip off your head and I show He it has canonically oh beat the tar out of an Emmy. It works. Yeah. That's my second time. Oh taunt. my god. Oh my god. You can go full Hamlet with this and bring in a ago somewhere and okay um that's crazy that's that's funny because my second taunt is um, i considered it being Ravenbeak. a Chozo skull honestly <laughs> could have been uh ravenbeak beckons his opponent forward with a come hither motion of his hand and crosses his arms that ah, sounds really so the familiar. one i did it's really <laughs> yeah. fucking familiar yeah yeah it does doesn't it all right so let's what's your second taunt so I didn't nail down exactly what pose he would get in for this, mm -hmm. but there is something he says twice throughout the game that, in, in like Chozo language, it's Hadar Sen Omen, if I pronounced it correctly, which translates into power is everything, which is kind of his thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So well, I've got we this... have an actual Chozo here today to come in with the pronunciation guide. So. <laughs> Squawk, 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 squawk. Squawk, 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 squawk. We can't call him quiet, Rope. He's kind of dead. Even if yeah. we could, he's oh. quiet. Ha. So uh, that, I actually have that same quote, but I have it on one of the victory poses. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, for my mm -hmm. third taunt, though, uh, so I'm going to have Rigby kind of like he'll, while facing, you know, towards the fighters, he's going to lean forward a little bit with his head. And then kind of like do that whole bird head tilting thing that they'll do. You know, that basic... Uh, animation that they do. Animation. 
birds. I, I know what I mean. Anyways, an animation based on like how birds will tilt their heads, but then in the chosen language, however this translates out to, he'll just say the word pathetic. That's pohophonum. Yes. Yeah. Your third time. Or Anthony Higgs, I think is how you pronounce that. Um, again, just taken from the game. We mentioned this earlier, actually, uh, where Ravenby controls his right ring and then just kind of looks at it before ripping it off and 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 fight and content commencing to fight. There you go. I consider that for victory animation. No, oh, interesting. Okay. Didn't do it, but I considered it. Twilix, what is your third done? Well, speaking of wigs, he sprouts both of them. And just store it as to just to or takes a stance with them spread out. Okay, a okay. power stance. I got you. Yeah, that. Yes. I think Ridley had ones where he also like kind of like bants his wings out a little bit. All right. So before we go ahead Maybe. and uh, select our taunts, we're gonna go over our victory poses first because you know sometimes things get moved around. So for my first victory pose here, you're gonna see a purple X parasite. It's kind of like drifting around Ravenbeak's legs, kind of close to the ground. And then Ravenbeak takes notice of this, and he just takes one of his feet, and he just raises it up and slams the X-Parasite between his talons. Just squashes it out of existence. Because fuck that X-Parasite, fuck that X-Parasite in particular. Yeah, because in, <laughs> in the game, he gets infected by one. Mm-hmm, and that's why it turns into this horrible monstrosity. That's why I asked you a couple days ago what color is the X-Parasite that infects Ravenbeak. Yep. Purple. Exactly. Jono, what was your first victory pose? Wow, he gets infected by an X-Parasite? X-Parasites are still around? Wow. Yeah. Shocker. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Ravenbeak holds the camera in place with one of his talons. And it's almost like he's taking a selfie. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, charging, but then he begins to charge his arm cannon directly in the face of this camera. And so it's just a menacing, yeah, yeah, kind of like that, kind of like that. That's okay. it. All he's right. just standing there menacingly. <laughs> What's your first victory pose, Felix? Well, He's facing the camera with his hand held up with a little Metroid hovering over his hand. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Hmm. Okay. So for my second victory pose, uh, Ravenbeak is really just standing there, arms crossed, kind of looking off to the side. You know, that whole I'm trying to be badass pose that characters like to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and as this, you know, also as is typical... The cloak is fluttering in the wind. He's, he's doing that, like, that stereotypical, I'm a badass. See how badass I am pose? Yeah. He's, he's like, striding. I feel like he you. would absolutely do that. <laughs> right, right, right. It's the all hubris right. of it all. Yes. What's yours? Uh, it's funny because I think that this is one of Chillix's taunts. Ravenbeak unfurls both wings, showing, showing them off in a power pose with both arms outstretched. Nice, nice. All right, we're starting to have some crossover here. Twilix, what you got for your second? He just crashes into the ground. Well, not so much crashes, but you know, just lands so like a superhero. Lands, yes, thing. yeah, oh, yeah, okay. that kind of thing. 
with his wings out, and then stands similar to the thought I mentioned before with the wings. Okay. Okay. Oh, it stands. Nice. Gotcha. Nice. So for my third one, um, so Ravenbeak's standing there, and he is going to take his, he's going to grab onto his cape, and he's just going to throw it off to the side, uh, and then he's going to point his arm cannon towards the screen. Eyes will flash red, as he'll say in the chosen language, power is everything. Oh, yes. I, I'm also, uh, after you mentioned Twilix uh, about the his wings and how throw him one away, I could, I'm also open to change this and be like, instead of throwing his cape off, he rips one of his wings off, and that's what he throws instead of the cape. It's like, my one of my wings got damaged in the sight, so fuck it, I'll get rid of the other one. And I'm still a powerful badass. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, this one is a little more dynamic. There's an Emmy is skulking behind Ravenbeak, who turns around and quickly disposes of it, throwing its head towards the ground. And which Emmy it is, kind of sw- it can swap out its color, kind of kind of being reflective of the other Emmys in the game. The end. All right, Twilix. Okay, so in Metroid Dread, there are these things called Aeon abilities. And one okay. of them is called Flash Shift, which is sort of like a teleport type thing. Mm-hmm. So, th- that's his victory animation, is he flash shifts from the side of the screen, stares toward the camera, and holds his arm cannon upward. So, oh. In a post similar to some of Samus' artwork for recent games. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. So we now have nine taunts. And nine victory puzzles. We've got to narrow this shit down to three of each. Dear God. <laughs> uh, as always, we start off by seeing if anybody has any strong particular leads on anything, things that they really want to have in here. Me, personally, I want that dismantled Emmy head. I want that so goddamn bad. But what do you guys think? <laughs> well, let me gather my thoughts and attempt to remember all 18 of these things. Um, okay, that's not going to happen. So... Uh, yeah, your your head thing that I'll give it to you. That's that's the one thing out of like literally everything that doesn't really have a full canonical basis and is hilarious. Hey, so Sakurai does that shit yeah. all the goddamn time. Yeah, is yeah, it canonical so I, for Palutena to pole dance? No, <laughs> does she do it in Smash? Yes. Oh. Question didn't, mark? Didn't happen in your in your copy of the game? Okay. No. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I'm I'm a fan of that one. Um, I could I could see that being a lock fairly easily. Um, there's also a lot of crossover. Like like Chulix and I had a taunt and a victory pose that crossed over with each other. Right. Um, and Chulix and I had a couple of taunts too that crossed over with each other, basically. So and then Chulix and I both there's... have powers, everything being used. Mm-hmm. I think one we can probably throw out, if we're using the Emmy head in the taunt, is my Emmy victory pose. So at least there's that. Probably, yeah. I think there's pretty much just room for one of those. I think we can also have funny. just one of the three power poses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was your power pose again, Xantok? I didn't have a power pose. Oh, One of shit. you had it twice. I think it was Twilix had it twice. As both a taunt and a victory pose. Mm-hmm. Well, Which, to be fair, Smash does that sometimes. You, so. 
Yeah. Would if we had to pick one space for that pose to be in, I think that we can probably say that one of those is going to get chosen. Uh, it's just, do we want it as a taunt or a victory pose? I think it's the first thing we need to just patch yeah. it. Uh, I think it honestly suits a victory pose. That's fair. Okay. I, I think I would agree with that. I agree. Um, and what do you think? What Do you think the one where he's falling in and then and then performing that pose is probably the yeah. stronger one? Okay, well, there's there you go. There Makes you go. I, I would agree with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and rolling back to victory poses, um, we have one and we have one lock. Then, um, I think we can also kind of synthesize this. So you have the power is everything thing. Mm -hmm. Do we also want to consider the arm cannon selfie in there because both of you guys had the arm cannon being charged as well in your power is everything victory poses? Uh, to be clear. My arcana is not charged, it's just being pointed towards the screen. And mine's yeah. being pointed straight up, not charged either. Okay. Like, mine's so just might, like, he yeah. either throws his cape off or rips the wing off, whichever one we would want to go with. Uh, and then just like, right. then it's arcana screen, it's like, I'm still good enough to fuck up your day. Right, right. And then and then Twilix, yours was him flash shifting in and then pointing his arm cannon up. Okay, so... Well, saying that, if I recall. Okay, okay. Shit. <laughs> that didn't That didn't really help differentiate. I mean, uh, kind of divvy up think, how we're going to cut I think these. with my victory pose, yeah. it's my weakest one. It's one. It's the very generic, arms crossed, cape fluttering the wind. I think that one we can easily toss out. Like that. That's clearly the weak one in my group. Yeah, I concur. It's, it's an, I mean, it works. It's nice. It's just that. Of them, it's There's the one that can stuff. most easily be given. It yeah. could be given to Greninja. It could be given to, you know. Exactly. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I do quite like the the arm cannon charge that I did as a victory pose. I think that between all of them, that might be the most interesting thing that I've come up with. What, uh, uh, give us the details on that one again. Oh, you know, it, it's I, I like my dynamic camera. Poses. Oh, the the so selfie one. You the... mean? Okay, gotcha, yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I feel like that might be the strongest one of mine because the other one is uh, actually we've already cut my other two victory poses. So yeah, that is my strongest oh, one. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, Trilux, what were your yeah. other ones again? We have your power pose. Um. Mm -hmm. We have your one with the flash shift. What was your third one? The Metroid. Right, the Metroid. Right. Okay. Uh, okay, so in the power pose is the one that we currently have uh, fast-tracked. Yeah. Meanwhile, we have uh, a Metroid appearing above his... Was it his shoulder or his arm cannon? I think it was the arm cannon. Hand. Hand, okay. Uh, then we have the purple X-Parasite being stomped. We have him throwing out the cape or wing. And then Jono's uh, selfie. We need to pick two right. of those four. Right, right. Um, I think that if we choose the Metroid one or the X-Parasite one, one of those would probably be enough because they're both kind of celebrating a hypothetical victory for him. Mm -hmm. like, Fair enough. Speaking canon to the story. So uh, it's kind of which of those two. The thing, um, I really, the thing I really like with the X-Parasite one is it's it's Raven Meek essentially getting his revenge on the same X-Parasite that infects him. It turns him into a monstrosity mm -hmm. in Dread. I, I like the... Uh, I can't think of the word here, but I like the uh, 
the justice in that for Ravenbeak. Poetic justice? That'll work. That'll work. Calling out to Tupac, yep. Uh, yeah, I like the... I like I like yours, Twilix, with, with the Metro, because it shows kind of the full breadth of Ravenbeak's plan coming to light. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do, I do like the urgency, the immediate of blisters where, you know, there's this thing that happens that's terrible to Ravenbeak in the game. And, and this is like an alternate path that is taken where that just stops. Like, so kind of like how it's... Corrin's smash cannon is that instead of joining Hoshido or Norris, like, fuck yeah, I'm going to go join smash instead. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what the fuck? Right, right. So personally, if we were choosing between those two, I'd probably say the X Parasite. Um, just, just for that reason, both are good choices. Fair yeah, enough. I'm with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then, the remaining three of the, we have to choose from are, actually, I guess the remaining two, since if we're tossing off the Metroid one at that point, is Jono's camera selfie where Rimby latches onto the camera and then holds up an arm cannon to it. Actually, no, I guess we mm-hmm. did. Wait, no, um. Okay, no, the Twilix, your your power pose is the one that. No, that's oh shit! I forgot about the flash shit. So you do still have three to choose from. Shit. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, so we have the camera stuff we want the arm cannon. We have mine where he rips off either the cape or that wing and says power is everything. And then we have uh, him flash shifting onto the screen and pointing his arm cannon upwards, mimicking Samus's pose. Right. We right. only have room for one. My... My pitch for this is to make it mine and then have him say powers everything on it. <laughs> sure, that's 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 my careful that's my careful observation there, but yeah. Yeah, sure, let's roll with that. I choose mine. Okay. Oh there Damn. Damn. Okay. <laughs> I was yeah. really hoping to go for the, the tearing off the wing just from the badassery of that. Yeah, we can still go. We can still find room for it. I, I don't think it works as a taunt. It's just it, imagine the no. visual of a taunt where he just like you keep spamming the taunt. He just keeps ripping a wing off over and over <laughs> and over and over again. That's that's weird. That's so weird. It does not work as That'd a taunt. That'd be pretty funny. That'd be pretty funny. It um, would be, but okay. it doesn't work. He keeps throwing <laughs> new wings out of spite. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It would be fun. Um, okay, I, I we, can, we can keep we can we can keep this discussion open for a second. So, um, ripping the wing off is is canonical. It's it's a big moment, um, and he's flexing his power by saying that. Um, I I may say I I might prefer that actually to to even mine because it's true to Metroid Dread. And a big thing that happens in it. And you are correct that um, maybe as a ton, it would just be kind of unintentionally funny. Uh, additionally, where we had that argument with your um, ninja style pose for, for Ravenbeak, mm-hmm. you could say that another character can do what I did with his arm cannon. That's true. Pretty Not much any character that has every... some kind of gun. Yeah, so shifting it back... Yeah, I'll, I'll make my I'll make my vote yours. Folks. Okay, great great input, Twilix. Uh, yeah. Really appreciated. Love it. I love when people chat. 
so with that, we've got our three victory poses with Trulux's power pose, uh, the purple X parasite, and then Ravenbeak ripping off his fucking wing. So with that, we have go to the taunts. We've got one taunt already selected, which was the uh, the Emmy 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 helmet Emmy head. Mm-hmm. We got two spots left for taunts. Uh, Jono, you and I both had where, us where he had his arms wide open. Julius, I don't think you had that one. Uh, and then I also have where he kind of like cocked his head to left and right and says pathetic. I'm very open to dropping that one. I think that can go for some of you guys's. I know, Julius, you had one where he says powers everything, but you didn't have a pose. But I think we can just slot that one into the victory pose I did where he's saying that quote as well. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think with other tones? Yeah. Then the other one, I mean, the other one is synthesized because Julius and I both had Ravenbeak you know, doing the come on taunt. That's true. That's true. So that that kind of yeah. Do we want to have both the come on taunt and also the arms wide one though? Because those to me invoke very similar imagery. What would the other choices be though? I, you I think tell that, me. I think because the other both. choices are you guys' choices. Yeah, because one of my taunts was the was ripping off the wing, so that's off the table. The other one is the same as yours, lifting the arms, and then the other one is to come hither. So, so that's what were yours? Yeah. The come at me gesture, wings f- sprouting, and powers everything. Okay, so I think by default. Okay, yeah, I think we go by with... default we got it. Yeah. The the come at me, but then also the uh, the arms being spread wide out. Wait, no, no arms. Yeah, oh. yeah John, John, it's it's like the um, the artwork that they have for him, where he's mm-hmm. addressing his army, Twilix, and he has his arms spread out to, to gotcha. the whole crowd. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Okay, yeah, well, just uh, use both. You can make like a hip hop dance video for Ravenbeak. It'll be fine. I mean, he could break dance. Yeah. I, okay, <laughs> new taunt idea. <laughs> new taunt pole dancing. No. (laughs) All right. So we got the animations out of the way. Let's move ahead and actually get into the moveset itself uh, with all of our special moves and all that fun stuff. John, do you want to go ahead and start with your uh, first, with your standard special? Sure. Uh, Raven uh, breaks out a a group of lovely courtesans who shield him from impending see, damage see but it's what? funny because i thought at first you were going to say bakes bread i was like what because you, you were starting you were trying to say breaks but i was hearing bake i was like for bacon bread <laughs> what's happening yeah any anything can happen in metroid jed <laughs> yeah metroid bread there you go um this will be interesting i, I, I wonder how much crossover, because we we had <laughs> yeah, I'm expecting a fair bit of crossover because, like, admittedly, there's not a whole lot for him because there's more than we have for Silux. But there's a boss fight, and then we know the ability he's, he has. He doesn't have, like, a whole wide array of possibilities like some other choices are. So I'm curious to see, like, how much yeah. we're going to cross over here. Or have, like, the same basic mm-hmm. idea but change the functionality up. Right. So, uh, I, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm expecting. I mean, the taunts and victory poses kind of lend, lend itself to that too. Um, but let's see here. So the standard special is, is beam burst slash hyper beam. So Ravenbeak shoots several small energy shots from his arm cannon, 
Uh, these deliver consistent light damage to opponents. So similarly to foxes, you know, but they they do flinch following every fifth or sixth shot I have it written down as. So it's a rapid fire move. You you rack up damage with it. It's not really made to to knock out KO, uh, foes on its own. Uh, charging the attack though, uh, you're shifting the arm cannon's energy to instead use Ravenbeak's hyper beam. So you're you're summoning this persistent stream of plasma um, after you've fully charged it or, or mid-charged it. Um, and at full charge, the beam travels about the length of battlefield, so it's a pretty hefty ploy, um, and dishes out considerable damage and knockback. So, you, so you're dishing out the damage, racking it up pretty pretty consistently, persistently. Um, and at the tail end of that move, that's when, you're, that's when you finish up with a, some heavy knockback. Uh, either attack can be used in whatever direction so you know it's a it's a 360 no scope you know um as you do and if it's used in midair uh ravenbeak will use this attack in flight so he's flying in place while unleashing the beam burst or hyper beam okay and there you go all right so for my senior special this move doesn't have an official name not that, not that i could find at least but it is in his boss fight so i decided to give it the name of Dread Orb. Because oh. it's a black orb and the game's called Metroid Dread. Seems that makes to work sense. just fine to me. So I picked this move to be the Sandy Special because it's in a way it's a it has similar parallels to Samus's charge shot, which is, you know, a charging attack where you're showing off a sphere of energy. But this one's gonna be happening in a bit of a different way. So for this move, Ravenbeak is gonna be crouching down and pointing his arm cannon down towards the ground as he charges up a sphere of dark energy from it. Once he launches his attack, he more or less kind of like, he swings his arm cannon up and kind of, it almost looks like he's throwing the orb up into the air as he fires it. And it just kind of looks like diagonally up into the air. And if its special properties don't activate, there's kind of just like going to go up and then start falling back down in a gentle arc. Just fairly standard with that. That said, if another fighter gets roughly within, say... A half a Kirby or a Kirby of the orb, it's going to start homing in on them. It's not too fast. It's not that hard to avoid, but it is certainly something that they have to start being worried about. And Raven, you can only mm -hmm. have one of these orbs on the field at the time. Uh, you can charge up this move to make the orb be larger, deal more damage. Uh, it's not going to make it any faster or have any better homing. You can also just like quickly fire one. Well, I say quickly, but it still has like its own initial startup lag. So it's not like you can just like rapid fire these off, but you can just like just do a tap and then the orb will be smaller and do less damage, but it will uh, still still be following them. It's it's easier to avoid in its uncharged form, but you can get it off quicker, essentially, is the thing there. Right. right. But, so you're uh, not dishing out like a ton of knockback or anything, but it's but it's there. Right. I mean, it's it's not mm -hmm. a huge knockback attack. It's more supposed to be like an additional threat that they have to keep an eye on while avoiding other attacks that you're doing. Right. So it's it's kind of like a combo-ready kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. Like, you could hit somebody mm -hmm. into it, and they're just like, ah, fuck. Yep. Yep. Cool. All right. Tulips, what is your standard special? Uh, see, so what I was going to go for is him using the Omega Cannon that you can acquire in the game oh, after oh. defeating a central unit. Okay. Functionally, 
it's pretty similar to Samus's charge shot, but he's able to aim it in other directions than just to the side. Okay, very nice. Like a and it'd be a smaller projectile when fully charged. Okay. Not quite as big. Then when you're saying small projectile when fully charged, are you comparing it to Samus's charge shot or to yes. how the Omega Cannon looks in Dread? Smaller than it is in Smash. Okay. Uh, that reminds me, I actually yeah. forgot to mention with the Dread Orb that uh, at full charge, it is smaller than Samus's charge shot. The how small, yeah, okay. variable. Don't I don't have to come up with that, strictly speaking. But it is noticeably smaller. Too bad for Raven Beak. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. How dreadful. Uh, what's your side special then, sir? <laughs> oh, yeah. Mine or his? Jono's. Uh, okay. Got it. Uh, Twilix mentioned this earlier in one of his victory post pitches. It's flash shift. <laughs> okay. It's just kind of it. So, so uh, yeah, using one of those Aeon abilities. Raven Beak fades from the physical realm, instantly warping forward. And again, Twelix, Lister, and I use Kirby as a form of measurement very often on Smashopias. So yeah, Kirby, Bowser, Final Destination, Battlefield tend to be our sometimes, yeah. sometimes Ridley or Ganondorf are our measurements usually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he, he you know he fades from from vision and then instantly warps forward or backward about three Kirby's. Oh, Wanda. <laughs> Um, the move is chainable, so if you if you use it like a split second after he reappears, then you can go in the opposite direction. You basically chain it and use it again and again and again. It'll but it will be a little weaker each time that you use it, and eventually Ravenbeak will just be basically warping into place, uh, and then you'd you know you'd have to naturally charge it back up. So it's it's a, it's a keep away kind of like sniper ish move. You know, it's just moving from one place to another. That's basically what it, all it is. Okay. So, you had Beam Burst on the Sand Special. I've got it from my side. Yeah. We, all, we, we love when we do this to each other. So, my <laughs> Beam Burst is actually fairly different from yours, though. Uh, I pulled mine a lot more based on how it appears in his actual boss fight, where it's just like a mm-hmm. constant stream of plasma shots. So with this move, Ravenbeak's going to be pointing his arm cannon forward. He's just going to unleash a rapid-fire machine-gun-like storm of tiny little energy blasts. The attack has a very long range to it, and Ravenbeak is capable of performing continuous fire as long as the attack button is held down. However, much like how Bowser and Charizard's fire breaths have diminishing returns if you keep holding down the button, if you keep holding down the button on this attack, not only will the range of the shots start to decrease over time, but the speed at which Ravenbeak is firing them will decrease as well until... He's just firing, like, piddly little shots in a very slow manner. And it's like, why are you still trying? But basically <laughs> that. Uh, additionally, you can aim this omnidirectionally around you, just like how we can beat Can in his boss fight. So if you don't want to just point it straight forward, you can point it up, down, behind you, whatever direction you want. Ravenbeak can fire it. Just don't hold mm-hmm. it down too long or it's going to become pathetically weak. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Twilix, what's your side special? Basically that. But 
it plays into a unique mechanic I was thinking of for Ravenbeak that may or may not make him interesting. Okay. So, in Dread, when you use your Aeon abilities, you've got a meter. Mm-hmm. And then once it goes empty, it recharges. So, I'm thinking, with Beam Burst and a couple other abilities, of his specials that we have, we'll get to as we get to them. Those rely on a meter that will recharge over time, or fill up a lot faster if he takes damage. Okay. Interesting. All right. So I'm assuming that like our beam bursts more or less work the same. Yeah. Uh, but if he runs out of Aeon, he either can't use it at all. Or it is in the very reduced, minimal version of yes. the attack. Okay. Is his uh, the Omega Cannon affected by this meter? No. Okay. Because it's not an Aeon ability. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. In that case, Jono, what is your up special? It is Shine Spark. Uh, Ooh, good choice. I, yeah, thank you. I wonder if we may be hearing it again, to be honest. Oh, let's see. But anyway, like a, like a subtle blue energy surrounds Ravenbeak, and he floats slightly off the ground, and he can dash in one of, you know, eight directions. So it's another omnidirectional recovery. Um, those hit by Ravenbeak during this propulsion will be dealt strong electrical damage. Uh, he maintains several frames of super armor, so you can't really, like, screw with him too much when he's when he's attempting to recover. Uh, and if you don't make a landing, though, you are entering free fall. So it's kind of like uh, Octa Slash and like Fox Illusion. A little bit of Quick Draw combined and, and takes them probably about as far as Quick Draw would, uh, just vertically instead of horizontally. Or horizontally if he wishes, because it's omnidirectional. So. Okay. So you had Beam Burst for your standard special. I had it for my side. You had Flash for your side special. And I have it for my up. <laughs> so we've got a bit yeah. of a pattern going here. Um, we'll see how that ends up going. So for my burst and flash shift, um, it's kind of similar to yours, but I went a little bit more of a Pikachu quick attack kind of an angle with it, where uh, Ravenbeak is going to fade into an ethereal glow, and he's going to see like dash forwards a short distance in whatever direction that the control stick is pointed, kind of like how Pikachu's quick attack can work. But then also, again, you can quickly chain it up to three times uh, as he goes, like, one direction, another, and then another, uh, just mm-hmm. flash shifting around. Uh, the distance isn't too great on any of them. I think you said one flash shift for yours was, like, three Kirby's, uh, but you had yeah. limited the two. Mine is more, like, my, mine is considerably less than that. It's somewhere more around one and a half to two Kirby's with each shift. Uh, so you get a lot less out of it, and you can't just go in one direction each the whole way. You have to actually change what your angle is. So you can't just go in a whole straight line. Because that's... Got it. I, I wanted to, didn't want it to just do that. Uh, additionally, mm-hmm. making contact with Ravenbeak himself in this deck does not damage opponents. That's because Ravenbeak is moving faster than the speed of light. Which means he leaves behind an after image behind him. But making contact with the after image is what can damage people. So you might okay. have people thinking, oh, okay, so just get out of Ravenbeak's way, and I'll be fine. Haha, I dodged behind him. Oh, God, there's another thing here. I just got hit. That's cool. That's that's a neat little addition. And that's my up special. Twix, what have you got? Flash shift. 
<laughs> I mean, in my, just in my mind, it functioned off of it initially being like, you know, a shift upwards, mm-hmm. and then you can control whatever direction he can go after that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Omnidirectional. So you always go up first, and then afterward you can go in another direction. Yes. Okay. Nice. And, and that functions off of the Aeon meter as well. Okay. Got what it. happens is your Aeon meter is depleted for this move. You just get the one jump. Okay. Makes sense to me. Is it also like a reduced jump or? Uh, I'd say no. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Jono, what's your down special? <laughs> is it the uh, attack? Oh boy. So let me tell you, there is a name that is far. Uh, there's, a, there's a move in Metro Dread that can be used that, as far as I know, is unnamed. Is it the sun attack? So it's the sun attack. What I, what I did when I, when I incorporated it, I gave it a name of my own. And, you know, given it's Metroid Dread, it's fairly dark. I called it the Dread Orb. <laughs> now, here's my question. Here's my question for you. Did you actually come up with the name Dread Orb, or did you change it to Dread Orb after I said mine? Oh, no. No, it was Dread Orb in my okay, notes for, like, three days. Originally, I wrote down my text as being called Dread's Full Sphere, but I was just like, I don't like how that sounds. I'm going to change it to Dread Orb. Yeah, Dreadful yeah. Sphere sounds a bit too... Too much. Much? Yeah. yeah. Alright, so that is your Dread Orb Hmm. Like a... Well, I wrote this down, so let's see. Ravenbeak waves his hand and summons a dark orb. Um, uncharged, sizes up to roughly a curvy and a half in circumference. Uh, the orb rattles forward, kind of goes back and forth. Um, and it gradually hones in on the nearest opponent if they're within range. Uh, so it's just kind of like the slow-moving orb um, that you can charge and, and make larger. Um, I had about the size of Sanus's beam, you know, um, fully charged. Um, and, it, and it moves the same speed every, every time. Uh, so it's getting the larger it is, the smaller it is. It's moving to the same kind of... Uh, function um if that makes sense i don't know i'm just rambling uh but you know it'll, it'll deal a little more damage and knockback if it you know the larger it is and and um the full, more fully charged it is the so pretty much the difference here between yours and mine is that i i pointed out that a pretty pretty often maybe 50 50 it'll also dish out a random status effect uh just to kind of help compensate for, you know, it's, it's kind of a move that's meant for keep away and combos and and not really like a super powerful move on its own. Right. So just tossing that in there to, to kind of switch things up. Uh, yeah, that's that's how mine works. <laughs> okay. Okay. See what's been happening here today. This has been uh, very <laughs> yeah. amusing. So your down special is Dread Orb, which is my standard special. Your standard special was Beam Burst, which is my side special. Your side special was Flash Shift, which is my up special. Your Flash Shift was Shine Spark, which is not my down special. Finally, something different here. It's the sun, isn't it? It's not! 
It's lightning oh. armor. <laughs> oh, oh I think somebody also used lightning armor bit. for their down special. That's what it sounds like with your little gasp sound you made there. This God. is incredible. I thought I had come up with something you guys wouldn't think of. Joke's on you, bitch! Joke's on you! <laughs> You haven't even seen what's oh in our God. mad minds yet. Seriously, go I, watch I'm the Waluigi episode. I hope you have a unique Holy thing for the shit. storm missiles, but go ahead. Go, what's your, what's well, your, I'll how tell are you, you this. I don't have storm missiles in mine. So there you go. Uh, let me tell you about how my lightning armor works, though. So when you press this button, streaks of lightning, blue lightning are going to be just like appearing over Raven Meek's armor. They're just kind of like going to like be crackling around, moving a little bit. Uh, not too like not super noticeable, but it's also not like subtle. Like you'll be able to tell. As long as you hold mm -hmm. down the down special attack, the lightning will continue to spark over Ravenbeak's armor, and he cannot move. Now other people can attack him and move him, but you can't like move the control stick forward and make him walk around. You can't jump. You can't crouch. You can't do any of that. You are in place. During the state, if Ravenbeak is hit by an energy based attack, so like. Uh, a shot from the ray gun, Samus's charge shot, Mario's fireballs, things of that nature. Uh, so non-physical moves like Link's bows or uh, thrown beam swords or anything like that. Uh, if any of those attacks that make, then he's only going to take three-fourths of the damage instead of the full amount. And that remaining fourth is kind of just going to get funneled into his armor. He's just going to like absorb it and start turning it into power. As this happens... As Ravenbeak takes on more and more damage while this moves up, his lightning is going to change color. It's going to go first go from blue to green, and then from green to red. The color of this lightning will determine the strength of the eventual blowback from this attack. When Ravenbeak, well, as long as he has this move pressed, if he presses the shield button, then he will uh, unleash all the stored power that he has in his lightning armor into an AoE electrical attack centered on him. If it's just the blue lightning, it's going to be pretty weak. If it gets to green, it'll be considerably stronger. If it gets to red, that is the strongest that this move will get. It takes a fair amount of damage to go from blue to green as far as upgrading the damage potential with this attack, and as well a fair amount to go from green to red. However, once we're going to be the red tier, it does not take much to push him over the limit. If Ravenbeak is pushed over the limit, if he absorbs too much power, then much like so many other things in sci-fi stories, the backlash is going to hit, and he's going to be damaged by his own armor, a lightning attack that's, you know, it's still centered on him, but now it's going to damage him. But instead of doing knockback, it's going to put him in a stunned state after the damage, which makes him a literal sitting duck. So don't take on too much. Let it out before you can. That said, um, I mentioned that you have to uh, activate it by pressing the shield button to discharge off the lightning. That's because you can end your down special at any time and resume it later, keeping your lightning armor at the same tier that it was. So you can just nice. kind of like store okay. it for later. Just be careful. Don't hold on to it for too long or you will be punished. Mm -hmm. Felix, what's your lightning so armor how... like? I was basically going to have it to act sort of like the reflector, but with melee attacks instead of ranged weapons. Okay. So if you activate it, it's sort of like a counter that you can hold longer, really. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, nice. All right. And of it course, is... works off the Aeon meter. Right. I was, how, well, how does the, um, what does the counter look like when you use it? Uh, it, it well, lightning armor is normally green when Samus uses it. And I, mm-hmm. I believe something along that lines is what he's using during this boss fight that uh, you're attacking initially. For, for his, it goes from blue to green to red and then to gold. Yes. The boss fight. And gold's the state where it's just invincible. Correct. So, it would just lash out with lightning when he gets hit with a melee attack. Mm-hmm. Is it is it an AOE centered on him like in mines, or is it more like he does a lightning attack in front of him? That's that's what I'm kind of figuring out how it looks for you. It, it'd probably just go, just attack the person that attacks him first. Okay, so it just hits like a lightning attack on whoever is right in front of him. Yes. Okay, makes sense to me. All right. Jono, what's your final smash? All right. My final smash is called uh, Ravenbeak X. So uh, Ravenbeak quickly charges his cannon, and he shoots this like really long streaming beam of, of energy out into the air, uh, so directly up. It, when it travels skyward, um, using another term of measurement here, about three bowsers up in length, um, the, the beam extends into like a curtain of a, like rays of energy. So it's coming down like an umbrella mm-hmm. from either side of the beam. It's again, it's, it's an attack in his boss fight basically. Yep. Um, so it's, it's in a half circle radius. Um, anyone caught within this curtain or, or by the, um, beam itself, uh, is taken into a cinematic and, and you're on the surface of the planet ZDR. Um, where that purple X-Parasite latches onto Ravenbeak and he transforms into that disastrous monster Ravenbeak X. Uh, Ravenbeak X reaches and and then just barrels towards its foes uh, and then jumps down and eats them. Uh, More more or less just like when Samus fails that uh, cutscene and it just destroys it, just eats her. Yep. Yep. So you exit the cutscene, and and you know all the fighters are sent flying. Uh, anyone with over 100 percent damage racked up from when they entered the cinematic is automatically KO'd. Done. Makes sense. I think Ravenbeak mm-hmm. X is what most people think of when trying to come up with the final smash for Ravenbeak because it makes a lot of sense. I considered it for myself, but I wanted to do something different. Uh, that said, what I did do is something different. I don't think it's necessarily too exciting. Uh, I've more or less done a different take on Samus's. Final Smash, uh, that she has the Zero Laser, which on the Smash Topia Wiki, I have reskinned into the Hyper Beam from Super Metroid. Just mentioning that because I can. Uh, mm-hmm. So, actually, is it... It's either Super Metroid or... There's there's multiple Hyper Beams in the series. It's a Hyper Beam. But anyways, for my Final Smash, I call this one Machin Beam. Because, uh-huh. one, he is from the Machin tribe. And two, he's kind of Machin Samus with this beam. Hey! Don't put your hand over your face. You've done worse, bitch. So for this attack, this one is not a cinematic, uh, but pink and white energy is going to be charging up in front of Ravenbeak's arm cannon before he, instead of firing a straight forward like Samus is, he's going to angle it upwards in a diagonal manner and fire the beam that way. Uh, and it's going to be very similar looking to Samus's in terms of like the size and length of the attack. 
uh, how it damages, like it can hit people multiple times. It's very much like that. I kind of figured it makes sense because they both use the same Chozo weaponry and technology. So there's some similarities between them. Uh, and then you also can minorly, minorly, I'm saying, angle the attack a little bit after it's been fired. They kind of like move it slightly down, move it slightly up in case somebody got out of the initial hit and you want to really get them. So you have the option of trying to get them, but it's, it is a limited degree of uh, adjustment. But that's what okay. I have. Just, you know, mocking a little bit of Samus. <laughs> Twilix, what's your final smash? So, something he shows off early on is that he fires this big thing of energy from his hype cannon. It's a hyper beam. It functions like the zero laser. But, well, it still, you know, is straight line from left to right, right to left, whatever. Unlike how you're doing it. For what I'm doing is he's actually able to aim it at up or down at a, at a uh, further angle than Samus can move it faster, but it doesn't last as long. Okay. Nice. Nice. Uh, I also want to mention that I, I had another version of this I had considered, but I ended up just going with the straight up beam version. Where, because in, in the boss fight, you see different times where he builds, like, what's almost like a blade of energy from his arm cannon. They can just, like, swing, which is kind of weird looking, to be honest. I consider just having, like, his final fight just be, like, he just does a big old blade swipe with the energy beam and just going across the screen that he sees in one direction. But I decided to just go with the beam of it instead. I just thought it worked better. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Okay. So after the final smashes, let's go ahead and talk about the extra skills now, which for anybody that doesn't remember, is more or less a fifth special move, but it's kind of a wild card of sorts, where you can do pretty much whatever. You don't have to worry about, oh, all special needs to be recovery, or oh, down specials are usually defensive, or pointed downwards, or whatever. Extra skills, we got a lot of freedom here. Jono, what's mm -hmm. yours? My extra skill is lightning armor. <laughs> Fuck! Right until the very end. So the right only thing the of yours end. I don't have is the fucking shine spark. And I guess Raven and Raven BK. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right, how does it work for you then? Is it the same uh, thing or is it different? It's kind of the in between on on Twelix's and and yours. All right. Um. So. So you know, Twilix is is fairly um, you know, it, it's it's straightforward, which has merit, um, you know, because so many moves can get overcomplicated. Uh Blisters has a lot going on that it, and it stacks up and makes sense. Uh mine that I had written down is um, you know, Ravenbeak standing idly with his arm spread and, and you see that blue electrical surge consuming his armor, just like as as you had mentioned, Lister. Um how I had it is uh Melee, melee attacks dealt to Ravenbeak while in this form um, will be dealt back in uh, powerful energy blast, kind of like in the direction of the melee attack, and it delivers roughly 1.2 times the damage and knockback that the foe would have dealt Ravenbeak. Uh, projectiles also 
most most projectiles will be sent whirling back immediately, and they'll they'll be traveling back at roughly one point two times the speed as they were sent in Ravenbeak's direction. Uh, Ravenbeak must remain still while using this move, um, though you can stack up to four counters in a row basically. So the energy surrounding his armor it shifts from blue to green to red, and then I had one extra little stage where it shifts to gold. Um, and it, and instead of you know instead of turning into that one massive AOE. It just is an identifier for how many more attacks you can take before the move dissipates. Okay. Um, and because it's a fairly strong counter measure and a lot can be absorbed in, in quick fashion, um, how I have it is that he's not able to use it. I couldn't really fully decide. It's either, you know, a certain amount of seconds have to pass or maybe like Banjo kazooies um, side special. It can only be used a certain number of times until he, lose, until he loses his stock to refresh it. Okay. And that was mine. I mean... It doesn't sound too crazy to me that I think it has to have, like, a limited amount of per stock. It sounds like, more or less, a standard counter, just you can stay in that position for mm -hmm. infinity, essentially. You just right. make yourself right. vulnerable while you do. But I would probably just go with, uh, after you do the fourth hit with the gold, then there's probably just, like, a cooldown in seconds. Got it. Yeah, I agree. All right, so for mine... Uh, my extra skill is a move that I've seen some people say uh, it's, should become one of Samus' new moves. Uh, just in just in Smash, just replacing one of her attacks, whether it's like a special or a dash attack or something. It's just to become part of her kit in some form. But so I decided to take this and make it be Ravenbeak's extra skill because, well, Samus isn't doing this yet. So why the fuck not? And it's the melee counter that was added into Return of Samus. Or Samus Returns, whatever the fuck oh, yeah. you call it. The remake version of the game. And it is even a little bit tweaked in Dread. So, Ravenbeak and other Chosen Warriors can use melee counters. But for them, their version is called the finish counter. But it didn't make sense to call it the finish counter for me here. So I'm just calling it the melee counter. So this is why I have my lightning armor only work on... Well, I guess not strictly projectiles, because physical projectiles don't work. But only works on, like, energy-based attacks, which could apply to, like, some... Melee attacks, like if you, you hit somebody with the fire bar. But this one is strictly only working on melee attacks. So, what Ravenbeak will do here, just like with the basic melee counter and with more recent Metro games, is he's going to do an uppercut hit with his arm cannon. While, while he's in the air, he's going to do a downward swipe, because that's something they added into, Fuse, into uh, Dread. Whereas in uh, Simmons Returns, it's always an uppercut, no matter if you're on the ground or in the air. If this hits an opponent who's just being normal, they're not doing anything special, it's going to do extremely minor damage and, like, no knockback. So there's, it's like, why the fuck am I using this move? But if an opponent is in the process of performing some kind of melee attack, then melee counter will interrupt it. It has an extremely fast priority on interrupting melee-based attacks. It will stop them from doing it, and it's going to do significantly increased damage to the opponent because they were in the middle of doing a melee attack, and this is a melee counter. It's not a traditional counter-like move where you have to where you have to get hit yourself to use it. It's more of I'm stopping you from doing something. Back the mm -hmm. fuck off. And that's that's really how it works. It's um it's pitiful when attacking an opponent who's not doing a melee strike. But if you get if you can hit somebody when they are, then you can snap them out of it. You have the priority to destroy their attack and you hurt them. Additionally, if you are if Ravenbeak is in the air when he does this and he does the downward swipe and he triggers the melee counter property of it, then they're gonna be meteor smashed straight downwards. Mm -hmm. 
All right. Nice. Is your extra skill also made the counter, or do you have something else for us? Storm missiles, buddy. Storm missiles. Tell me about them. Okay. So they function basically how they work in Dread, where it's sort of like a charged missile type thing, mm -hmm. where you're holding it and you're able to lock on to up to four targets or lock four different missiles onto the same target. Gotcha. And they will just seek out that target. Sort of like a missile lock-on type deal. Right. Are they able to cool. lock onto multiple things in Smash, or they can only, or can they only lock into one thing and they just fire the missiles at them? Lock onto multiple things. Okay. And I assume letting, like, you have to hold down the button to do the lock-on, but when you let go, the missiles are automatically fired. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. Finally, um, a unique idea. Yes. But now we had the hard part. Picking moves. Uh, we have some crossover. <laughs> but in different so. spots. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Gonna be interesting how we do this. Uh, okay, guys. How do we want to figure this one out? We've got multiple Dread Orbs, multiple Beam Bursts, multiple Flash Shifts, multiple Lightning Armors, multiple Mocking Beam slash Hyper Beam. We've got one Melee Counter. We've got one Storm Missile. We've got one Shine Spark. Did I get everything? I think we so. Also have a, we also have a Raven Beak X. We also have a Raven Beak X. Oh my goodness, yep. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what the feck? I honestly don't... Normally, I have ideas of where to begin with this. Uh, I guess I guess we should start with the final smash, because that's the least complicated part. Do we want to do Urban Beak X? Or do we want to do some version of Hyper Beam slash Mocking Beam? I'm partial to using the Hyper Beam itself, rather than Raven Beak X. Just because it's weird for him to go through that monstrous transformation and then just not, considering how it actually is in the game. Fair more. enough. I mean, to be fair, uh, Bowser changes the Giga Bowser and then turns right back. But that said, there's also no lore about Giga Bowser. Yeah. Right, right. Although there, there are things that, that happen in, in cinematic smashes and in, in Ultimate that are fairly you know, finite, like Ridley destroying Samus's gunship, or, or King K. Rool destroying Kong Island, which are both also fantasy aspects that don't happen, and then you say you're playing King K. Rool destroying Kong Island on a stage based on Kong Island, and you return to Kong Island right afterwards. You know, like a Congo Jungle or, or Jungle Jade, so. Fair yeah. enough. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but, yeah, both, both moves are... are both general options here, being the mock and slash hyper beam and, and Raven Beak X, are kind of derivative of something, right? Um, the beam being derivative of, of Samus's kind of in, in the way that it's zero beam in the way that it works. Um, and Raven Beak X, it's, it's a cinematic smash. It, it's pulled kind straight of, out of the, yeah. the failure option for the final boss fight. Right, 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 right. Uh, so I will maintain right now I'm I'll I'll stall a choice and we'll just go to you and see what are, what are you thinking 
Um, personally, I, I both like and don't like both of these for different reasons. One, I think the visual of seeing Raven Beak X, like, charging at the Smash Fighter and just, like, devouring them, incredibly powerful and disturbing. And on a level, right. I really like that. I think that's a fun visual. Uh, that said, I do agree with Twilk's point about how it will, it does feel a little bit weird to see Raven Beak transform into this monstrous form that is him being possessed and infected. It's not a willing choice mm -hmm. by him. Uh, and then we go back mm -hmm. to the Smash Natural Raven Beak is just him, his regular old self. It does feel a little bit weird right. in that respect. Uh, that said, with Mocking Beam slash Hyper Beam, um, while I did write it down, it's also just like, this is very, very similar to Samus's. And a lot of times we don't typically like to do things that are too similar because Final Smash can easily be differentiated between characters. It just, we have so many in Smash that are similar. Good God, the Landmasters for Brawl? Shit. Come the fuck on. Yeah. But there's, yeah. But, yeah. And then also Brawl had Link and Toon Link doing the exact same Final Smash. Brawl, Brawl had a lot of that. Ult Smash 4 worked on it a little bit. Ultimates worked on it a little bit more. Uh, but there's still some instances of uh, those kinds of similarities. But um, the difference with this one, um, you know, Twilix is, is a straight shot, but you have more freedom of movement with it. Mine is limited freedom of movement, but a diagonal shot, because I want to differentiate the visual and just have it be a little bit different there. Um, and also, I believe when he uses the attack, he can, like, shoot it in different angles. So that's why I come with that. So it's not just a normal straight shot. Between them, I mean, I'm kind of okay with either or. I think Ravenbeak X would be a more fun visual. It's just got that weird uh, bit of how much this makes sense. But Smash also a lot of times just like, it doesn't make sense. I don't give a shit. Fuck it. Do what I want. Like, okay, Mr. Sakurai, sir. We'll, we'll have Ganondorf be Captain Falcon's grandpa, whatever. You're the boss, man. We'll have Mr. Gaming Watch become the octopus. Negative zone. Negative zone. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> I I don't something great. Yeah. Somebody was doing drugs. <laughs> That's more or yeah. less my thoughts between true. the uh, our two true. options. Right. And and it sounds like Twilix and yours is actually pretty pretty darn similar in execution uh, i mean i there's they're, they're the same basic idea it's just one has one goes straight forward with more freedom of movement one goes up into the air with less freedom of movement got it got it okay <laughs> what if uh hmm, i wonder if there can be more of a compromise between those moves like uh shifting that I, I like the freedom of movement idea because it it speaks to the freedom of movement that you have in dread with with that hyper beam um more mock and beam uh so i and I also like the visual of Raven beak you know shooting it closer towards the sky mm -hmm. uh given given that being derivative of one of its moves as well in the game the, the what thing, if there was a crossroads yeah well, what was that he, here's here's the thing about my thoughts on like Having like the more for movement, being just like wildly move it around, that pretty much just makes it Samus's final smash, but just better. It's like, and that's it, why I went for the shorter duration, right? But I don't, I don't know. Just the fact, just being able to move around that freely. Most final smashes don't really 
do that much freedom. Like Lucario's Lucario's Orient Storm is the most freedom movement you have with any of these kind of like beam like Final Flash that you can alter. Well, that and I guess the Splatoon's Inklings, but even then they're not like super fast. You can only go so far with them. Like Lucario's, it starts out straight down, but you can move about to be like I think something like this angle out, and then the Inkling is it's kind of the same. You don't get the whole, you don't get like a full fast freedom of movement. It's fairly slow and it's limited to some degree. It just, it just feels like. It's all the other B moves. It's just like, fuck you, I'm better. Right. But uh, I, I think a shorter duration could, could potentially, or, or you just make the beam itself travel shorter. I'm not sure. Hmm. Uh, either which way, I guess getting this out of the way, I would be fine shelving or even Big X if it's a point of contention and if you know, bizarre to make it happen canonically, then okay, fine. Um, but then if we do that, the, the the sorting out of which version of the beam to go through would be the next kind of complicated step. Right. Tulix, what do you think? I feel like you do have a point about the mobility of it. Live beam. Mm -hmm. So I think, it, I think yours is probably the best approach for it. Just with the uh, the limited angles, just to make it be more balanced. Yeah. Okay. Do we want to call it hyper beam or do we call it lock a beam? Because I know when I made my Samus move set for her a while back, I called it hyper beam for hers. Uh, we don't necessarily have to avoid using the same name. I typically try to with some of my own stuff, but that's the point of having collaborative projects. I mean, like I don't I don't think his like. His attack has a kinetic. Is his is his kinetically hyper beam? I wasn't sure if it had a name. Well, when I came up with mine. See, after beating Raven Beam, mm -hmm. you get that power, right? And it's but I, labeled as the hyper beam, right? But I thought you got that from the Chozo suit or the uh, the Metroid suit. It, it's not really clear whether it's the suit itself or you just stole that power from Raven Beam. Mm hmm. Because Samus goes full Metroid and just kind of snacks on him, basically. Right. So I'm looking <laughs> at his wiki page now, trying to see if they ever declare what it's called. And they don't. They just say that he's capable of a wide variety of shots, including gigantic laser beams. It's like, cool. Thanks. Thanks, wiki. You're helpful. Fuck. <laughs> what, about, what about solar beam? Psy beam? Ice Bubble beam. beam, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think we need to go Pokemon here. Plasma cannon. No, we need, <laughs> we need, to, we need to move on. Uh, maybe maybe that's just a name that we'll figure out post or something. Uh, if we ever find like what sure. it's officially called, we can always change it at, at some point later down the line of the years. So we'll just slot in Mockin slash Hyperbeam as the final smash. Uh, so what what else? How are we gonna get through these? Jono, get <laughs> give me something. Give me give me a thought to build off of. Okay. Um We we all had beam bursts, we all had flash hit, we all had lightning armor, just in different spots and in different ways. Yeah. 
So you both had Flash Shift as an up special. Correct. Um, working okay. in, in, again, generally similar ideas with Trillix's, uh work slightly different than yours. Yeah. Um, and in terms of the allowances of movement. Uh, mine was a different up special, being Shine Spark. And, and uh, so now the question becomes again, I think this might be a good segue into kind of similar place where we were with Raven PKX and the, and the Beam. Do we go with the one of the few unique options or do we go with a variation of flash shift? And if we go with one of the variations of flash shift, what does that mean for the side special flash shift that I also proposed? Ooh, buddy. Well, if we go for the other special or the side special of it, same thing as anything that where it's in multiple spots, like always, it can only go in one yeah. spot. And I kind of feel like once yeah. we slot something in, we're, we might start a domino effect. Mm -hmm. If we put flash shift on up special, well, then that means the only option for side special is beam burst. And if that's the case, then uh, the only options for the standard special are either dread or, or is dread orb. Because that's what. Wait, no. What did Twilux do for your for your standard special? The Omega Cannon. Omega Cannon. That's right. Yep. Uh, how does your Omega Cannon work again? Pretty similarly to the regular charge shot. Just able to actually aim it in different directions, mm -hmm. and it's a smaller shot. It's fully charged. That's pretty cool. So it's pretty an cool. omnidirectional cool. charge shot. Yes, with okay. a s smaller shot, so it it can probably miss a bit, but more easily. Mm -hmm. Kind of the compensation for being able to move in so many directions. Nice. Okay. Um, you know, I'm just gonna make a mention here. What if? Cause, okay, I need to I need to look up footage what the Omega Cannon looks like in Metro because I thought the Omega Cannon shot off a giant beam. Yeah, that was the the uh, Omega Cannon from from Hunter. Then what's the thing that Samus uses to melt off the enemy's face? Because I thought that was the Omega Cannon. That's also the Omega Cannon. Okay, and that's a beam attack, isn't it? It's not just a single orb. Uh, there's the there's the Omega Stream, and then there's the Omega Cannon. The Stream oh, is the rapid fire shot. The Cannon is a charged shot. Oh, Wiki, please have fucking pictures. Great, <laughs> great. It doesn't. Cool, <laughs> awesome. Thanks, you unhelpful bastard. Okay. Okay, so there's one where it's just doing the stream of bullets, but then when it gets close, that's when you fire out the big beam. Okay. Okay. So see, what, a moment out, what I was going about to suggest is possibly, why, why can't the Final Smash be just like, it keeps the same appearance and move of what we've said for our beam attacks, but it's just like the Omega Cannon doing its beam attack instead. But it does, if it doesn't work that way with a giant beam attack... Mm -hmm. I mean, Smash sometimes bullshits shit. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like Ganondorf's Echo fighting abilities. Yep. Point being that if we want to, we could call the Final Smash Omega Can, but keep it with the exact same uh, animation and whatnot. That way we don't fight over Hawking Hyper Beam and Mocking Beam. I suppose. We'll consider it. 
Okay, so back to the other thing. Uh, God, yeah, we're gonna we are gonna set up a chain attack here, chain attack, uh, with whatever we choose. Fuck. Uh, so our extra skills we had we had <laughs> dread orb for you. Twilix had his storm missiles, and I had the melee counter. I kind of like the idea of the I storm missiles. Armor is my extra skill. I thought you're. Oh, that's right. Your dread orb is down special. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yep. Uh, I'd be okay with dropping the melee counter for this. Um, I kind of like the, I kind of like storm missiles. Part of me is kind of worried about how how powerful they could be, but when I get to writing team of the wiki, I can figure out how to deal with that and make it a little bit more mm -hmm. balanced. Um, lightning armor, because your down special was fucking dread orb. Give me the details for your Shine Spark again. Because I'm not clear on that. Shine Spark. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, a little little blue energy surrounds Ravenbeak. He, uh, you're given that little bit of uh, starting leg to be able to choose, you know, an omnidirectional path in order to kind of pr propel Ravenbeak forward. And so he's he's shooting himself forward in, in this strong, like, electrical current, basically, that follows him with... Uh, with imagery of, of himself in the back, like like with your um, flash shift. Um, so, and again, he maintains super armor, just basically shooting himself forward several feet. Um, that's basically it. Did you say that he could change the direction, or did I miss, or did I make that up? Oh, you made it up. It's it's um, the initial direction can be chosen. Okay. Okay, so it's it's one direction. He just chooses what direction it is. Um, it, it's a it's right. a box My illusion, but you can choose where you're going. Right. Although I can see where where an argument for this to be chained into maybe two separate. Meanwhile, your flash shift was only traveling left and right, but you can go back and forth. Is that correct? Yeah, you can use it multiple times in a row and it just gets weaker every time that sounds familiar i think something i think you or i created something that also does that recently i just can't think of who that was ellis i know <laughs> it was your red man did was that ninja no it's something more no. recent no something else more recent no, I... happened i can't okay. think of what that was but i know i know i've seen that come up i just don't know if it was one of us or which one of us it was uh, point being, uh, so okay, so they work fairly differently. Our, our lightning armors, all three of those, they're more or less the same idea, but with some key differences. Uh, Twilix and I have a, the exact same beam burst. Yours is different. Uh, and then you and I have the exact same dread orb, but I think yours is uh, has some slight differences. Yeah, random status effect sometimes. Right. And then there was something else too that mm. I'm not quite remembering offhand. Fuck. Okay. I don't know. I, th I think they're fairly flush. Um, I will offer this. Okay. I think that you making it making beam burst more canonical to dread is not a bad thing. So I would offer to say probably yours and Twilix's beam burst over mine, especially because hyper beam is being effectively being used in the final smash, no matter what it's called. Right. If we do that, mm -hmm. then that means the standard special would become either dread orb or Twilix's omega cannon. Which, if we change the final smash to being Omega Cannon, that means that one has to be Dread Orb. And if that happens, then the down special has to be Lightning Armor. 
which if that happens, then the extra skill is either melee counter or um, storm missiles, and the up special is still either flash shift or shine spark. Does that sound accurate? Yep. Yep. Okay. So that it does. Okay, so in short, if we set beam burst to the side, oh. then dread orb must be standard and lightning armor must be down. Twilix? Yeah. Okay. I want this to be over. Let's do it. <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, this, this, this is taking some time. Uh, so that brings us. Let's skip the up special for right now. Let's go to the extra skill. Extra skill. Melee counter or storm missiles. I am cool with dropping melee counter for storm missiles. Yeah, storm missiles. I think it's. Yeah, I concur. And it's also partially because Samus and potentially other characters in the future will also be able to to use the skill that, that Lister has proposed. Okay. So we can, yeah. I mean, technically, Samus could also do flash shift and lightning armor and beam burst. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. Raven Deke also just, yeah. 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 Uh, so that means for our special, it's either flash shift or it's shine spark. Uh, shine spark is, Jonathan's shine spark is a one-time jump up or any omnidirectional one-time shot. Mine is more of a Pikachu quick attack where you can chain it into up to three times. Twilix's is you go up first, and then after yeah. you've gone up, then you can omnidirectionally go in another direction. Except I'm assuming you probably can't go straight up a second time, Twilix. Uh, I mean, I didn't say you couldn't. Okay, fair enough. So then between these three options, what do we like best? Like, I know we're all probably what? making our own. Because we usually do. <laughs> yeah. What What would the ops... Just say we said a, a version of Flash Shift was the up special. What would be the option for side special at that point? Uh, just Beam Burst. Side okay. special is Beam Burst or Flash um, Shift. <clears throat> Got it. Got it. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I I can see elements of where each of our of, of our up specials could probably influence the others, and we could change it up a little bit in, in the post. Mm -hmm. um, like for instance, like I'm thinking, my shine spark could potentially be similar to Twilix's flash shift, where you where you shoot up in the air, and then you have that extra ability to then choose from there where you want to go. That has to make it a better recovery. Um, that being said. Yeah, the, the hill uh, that I will die on today will be Shine Spark. So let's see what the rest of you guys say. <laughs> uh. See, the reason I like I like Flash Shift to be, I, I think Flash Shift is a great one to be done. It's like Shine Spark, it's it's just a running technique. That's what Shine Spark is. For my for my non Metroid playing understanding, it's purely a running technique. And it can get you great distance, but that's how it starts out. You have to do a running start to it. Um, but flash shift, like we see, we see Raven Week do it. Samus can also do it. It's one of the Aeon abilities. Uh, and you essentially, like, you are moving away, kind of like, kind of in a Fox Illusion type method. Mm -hmm. you know, whereas mine lets you chain it up. Chulix's is you go up first and you go in another direction. I could kind of see either or working. Part of me is kind of leaning towards the Chulix version. But um, 
it's still up for debate. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I do agree. I do agree that that of, of the two, um, Twil I don't know something. Something about Twilix is starting the way that it does. Seems like it might lend itself to Smash's gameplay style. It's, a it's really Twilix is honestly a merger of ours. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's the yeah. middle ground. So maybe we go right. with the middle ground. Right. Or we go with the high ground, which is my. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you're the one with the high ground here, Anakin. Oh. Oh, okay. Anyway. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah. Is that what we want to do then? Go with uh, Twilix's slash shift? I think Twilix says yes. Okay. Yes. So then the moves are decided. So now we got to go to the uh, unique traits. We're going to try and wrap this up as quick as we can here. So for mine, I just have down simply enough. Raven Meat can do wall jumps. He can do wall clings. He also has two small additional midair jumps that he uses by bamping his wings and flapping them a little bit. What about you? Uh, I have five total jumps. The first two jumps being the standard double jump. And he can flap his wings three times. That's pretty okay. much the difference. So three additional um, Right. And it's just each is less powerful than the last. So that third one is just barely a whimper, basically. Gotcha. Uh, and yeah, Ravenbeak can also wall chop. So we have like almost exactly the same things. Okay. A trend this episode. Yes. So Twilix, uh, you mentioned your your Aeon bar. Um, do you have further details you want to share about that? Is there anything about how the moveset was chosen that kind of changes how things would work? Because from my understanding, it would only affect the beam burst, flash shift, and lightning armor, I think. Correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, can you give us the details on how all that would work out? So for the beam burst, as the Aeon meter is depleted, I'll, I'll go with towards what you had, where it would just fire less often and be weaker shots. Mm -hmm. For lightning armor, uh, I'm thinking... Probably just wouldn't be able to hold it. Like, might be able to have it for like a second if it's empty. Mm -hmm. But other than that, they need to have some actual. The meter would have to be somewhat full to hold it down. Right. Mm -hmm. And flash shift, it would just be the single jump up. Something I'm realizing is we didn't pick which version of lightning armor. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. So shit. <laughs> yeah, this really is dread. Yeah. So, uh, this happens sometimes. We're in an interesting place here. Yeah. Um Twilix is, to my recollection, is is again, it's simple execution. You're it's, you're deflecting melee attacks basically. It, it's basically a it's a from what I understand of both of yours, they're standard mm -hmm. counterattacks, but lightning themed, essentially. You're both of you are countering right, a melee attack, uh and only melee no and well, Trilix is only melee attacks. Uh and it is revealed in like a typical counter. Yours does melee attacks with the counter and then can also reflect 
projectile attacks, which is pretty much what Palutena's counter slash reflect down special is. And then mine is and more of a, yeah. a Game & Watch type uh, variety where he can absorb, instead of like just absorbing the projectile, he takes some damage, but then he stores into lightning and he can let it out later when he chooses. Mm -hmm. Right. I will add that, that mine, um, besides, uh, is also a stackable counter, so you can stay in place. That's uh, right, for, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, so again, my, mine being the middle ground option this time, Twilix is being the straight edge, here it is, there you go. Uh, and then yours, again, you, you brought the Being coconut mall with you on this journey. Yeah. So, uh, just which one? Which one do we go with? Um, since, since uh, I, I guess as the one who opened opened this conversation, uh, Lister, where's your lean and why is it yours? So, um, I don't, like, obviously I would not mind mine being picked. I, I know it is a lot to it, and there is a lot that would have to go into kind of balancing a move like this. Um, that said, uh, I'm not strictly saying, like, we gotta have to go with mine here. Uh, one thing I will say, though, with the two of yours is that with Twilix's, it's, it's a basic counter. Not to disparage what you came up with Twilix, but it is, it's a counter. It's a normal counter that so many other characters have. It just has a lightning theme to it, as opposed to Mars, swing a sword. Roy's, swing a sword. Lucina, swing a sword. You see where I'm going? Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of basic style characters, but yours is visually different, but it is still just that kind of counter. Jono's is better uh, in terms of like smash competitiveness that it can both counter and it can reflect projectiles, much like Joker's powered up down special and Palutena's down special. Uh, but it does have that little element of you can stay in place and counter up to four things at a time. But then once you do that fourth thing, you have some uh, some some amount of cooldown that you have to wait for before you can counter anything again. I like that aspect, and I think that's something cool, unique to to, to the counter system. A lot of times when I try, I have to submit a counter for a character. I try and do something with it to make it be different. So in that respect, I like that that one has something different to it, even if right. it is right. kind of right. at the cost of what the character can do. Mm-hmm. That's my pitch. And then yours again. Yours again. It builds up into that AOE, kind of, kind of, kind of Black Panthery kind of AOE. Yeah, yeah, kind of uh, actually. That's uh, that's yeah, a good comparison. Yeah. It's a lot like Black Panther's armor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that and that's pretty cool too. Um, so again, it's just it's just a difference. I do agree, you know, for, personally that I, I do think that the choice here, just because of the scope of Smash, um is between mine and yours i agree it's just where do we go with it um and because i think that yeah i think we might have gone on the same path here right what were you gonna say uh, i'll say like we should get Twilux to weigh in here on the two options i was gonna say because you and i may be gridlocked and just out of again kind of kind of just ego smashing here, to be honest but because they're both good ideas, so what, so what do you deal with it, right? So right. bring in the third part. Twilix, what's your thoughts? So I honestly do like the idea of it being a bit more dynamic. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of leaning towards that. And dynamic, you mean 
Your your version. Probably okay. I thought that, that could have applied to either one. Actually, so yeah. He's like, I actually still prefer my own. So <laughs> this is the direction we're going. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. I would have never come up with listers in in a million years. So let's go with that. Okay. Uh, then returning to the special abilities here and the unique traits, uh, Tulix, uh, with the Aeon Meter, my my concern with it is there's no benefit to Ravenbeak to have it up. Like, it's, it's literally just if you attack too much, then your attacks aren't any good, and it affects all your attacks. There are other characters in Smash that have kind of some similar things to it, like Robin. He can only use each of his tomes x amount of times before that breaks and you have to wait some time for that to come back but it's individually to each of his special attacks it's not a global go fuck yourself uh steve also if you run out of materials he can't place blocks he can't do his minecart um which that one is more mm -hmm. global and universal to all this stuff but you he can get more of it easily by just doing the down spells. he doesn't have to wait for it to recharge uh, I'm also just unsure of like how fast they would absorb the Aeon meter and how fast it would re recharge. There's a lot of variables and unknowns that I don't know how to answer with him expending a Aeon charges. If there was a, if there was something like an extra skill where he could like burn a charge of Aeon to increase the strength of his own attacks, that would make more sense in my mind. But it's just like a unique trait here. I I have trouble envisioning how it would make sense for why it would make sense for him to have this when it's no benefit to him you understand what i mean yeah Something i get what you're getting at okay like i, I don't want to like come down on what you have at all because i like when unique chef stuff gets brought up but when i try to like weigh it in my head and picture how this would look and, and work like what, what value does it bring to the character i I struggle to see a reason why the mechanic is there. Maybe feel maybe if he was like at like when he has like a high amount, his attacks are powered up. But then when he starts using it up too much, they become weaker over time. Maybe that, but that doesn't also make sense to how Aeon is used in Metroid. Sure. Yeah. Um, I could see it being like even just an aesthetic thing. You you have it there and it's being used because some of the some of the moves like Beam Burst, um, for example, was explained in a way that kind of you know this this being present it, it naturally beyond has. meter being present or not, it naturally has a has this area of cooldown. So I could see if you know if it's um, important to to Twilix, um to include in some way. It could literally just be like, oh, there's the AR meter, and then, you know, it's yeah. just kind of there, and, and naturally in a way, kind of reflects. In a way, like, yeah. Beam Burst already has, like, that, it has that natural degradation to it already, which you could kind of, like, just, like, in your head picture as you're running out of Aeon. In Lightning Armor, you could kind of, like, picture similarly, I guess, um, like, you can't do it too, too rapidly in succession, much like every other counter in Smash. If you do it too quickly in succession, the window of time you have to counter something decreases. So it's kind of naturally baked in there when you think about it. Like it's already there, right. it's just not so, visually there. Right. So do we want to make it an aesthetic visual or do we want to just mix it? Or what? I think it's just fine as it is, personally. 
You say as is. Like, I mean, like, um, the general feel for Smash that this this attack is already degrading. So, like, in a player's mind, they can think to themselves, hey, this is the Aeon running out. We don't need to put a level up there like a meter because you can already see it by the fact that the move is getting weaker. It's like, oh, there's our indication that it's good not as good. It's like it's it's more or less already there. It's just we're not making it universal, affecting all of his or three of his attacks. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, right. Uh, so okay. from there, uh, alternate colors. I'm assuming we are all just generic um, palette swaps. You could kind of just be like, oh, this one's green for Crater. Oh, this one's orange for Samus. Or we can just say, hey. His armor becomes black and his robe becomes pink. Hey, his armor becomes gold and his robes become black. Hey, his armor becomes green and his robes become white. There you fucking go. Yeah. 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 I I, I did have some ideas jotted down specifically um, based off of different important Chozo's like a quiet robe with a gold mm -hmm. and blue on set or, or Chozo soldier, Chozo ghost, Chozo zombie, Chozo statue. Or you're going red and gold, cyan and dark teal, black and white, brown and white. So I, I can send you that list and whatever you want to use or, or not, I don't really care. So I'll just send it to you. Okay, I can take care of that. The last thing to Sweet. discuss is the home stages. Uh, we don't have to go, in, as always, we don't have to go into too much detail. Just whatever we want to say, we can say. For mine, I just said straight up, mm -hmm. ZDR. ZDR is the home stage. I kind of envisioned it in my head as like being something similar to Great Kim Offensive, that it's huge and it's very enclosed. And that in different sections of the stage, sometimes there'll be an Emmy in there. There won't, like, all the Emmys aren't going to be on there at the same time. And it's going to, like, there won't be one Emmy. So you kind of still see one in there. You're be like, okay, I don't want to go over there. And if the uh, Emmy catches up to you, it's going to damage you heavily. And if an Emmy catches you when you're at 100% damage or more, you're dead. Just like the little lava zone yep. in Great Kip Offensive. That's my pitch. Mm -hmm. That was also mine. So on to Twilix. <laughs> <laughs> well, my idea is, you know, on ZDR, of course, but it's a specific zone in ZDR. Okay. Ferenia. Ferenia, okay. Which, if for those of you who have not played Dread or watched any gameplay of it, or you just straight up forgot, it is an area with an aesthetic that evokes the feel of it being an actual Chozo fortress that hasn't been abandoned for that long. Mm. For it to be in ruin. It's got shiny architecture, armor suits, banners, and also like air vents, I think, that could be a stage hazard that could like push you up. The way it made it is not among us. We don't need vents. Ha! I just thought that the whole air vents thing would be an interesting thing to play into the stage. As Okay, that's a that's that's cool. That's a specific area. Um, so it's also the area where you first meet Quiet Robe. Yeah, that's true. I mean, well, we could have Ferenia be part of a ZDR stage, or yeah, that's what I thought. For some reason, I was thinking a different. I thought of DDR. I was like, wait, this isn't because <laughs> right. um, like. Because ZDR, kind of like how part of my envisioning from it, it's like each different, you, it would kind of be like a bastardized version of the map because it would be hard to make it look perfect. But like you would see 
Varinia in one area, and then you see like the other zones whose names I don't know, them kind of represented in the different areas of this larger overall map. And we could take Varinia kind of like from your idea, and that would be how the Varinia section looks, whereas each other section has its own like little set piece. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. good to me. Well, I think we're locked in. I have some work to do in terms of uh, fixing it for me before it can be put on the wiki, as I usually do. But, hey! I'm just going to straight up, yeah. 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 So, yeah, you'll both get to be your notes. I'll work on it. I'll get it done. Uh, but as for the next episode of the podcast here, it's going to be another Smasher Dash time. And this time, we're going with the theme of royalty. Kings, queens, oh, princes, princesses, you know. Fun stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Twilix, get the hell off yes. my show. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye, everyone, one more time. He logs out and he just walks through your door instead. He All right, could. well. He could. <laughs> All right, well, that was fun. <laughs> well, we'll see you next time. See you, everyone. <laughs>